I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Guys, uh, welcome to Gravity Lab Radio. This is episode six, man. Uh, Nick and I were numbering the show right before we started, and both of us kind of looked at each other like, holy cow, you're lucky number six. Lucky number six. Is that such a thing? I mean, I feel like if it was triple six, it'd be good. Triple six? Yeah, that would six probably match six. you, man. If I actually get to the point where I have 666 of these, is that a number? Yeah. Uh, I'll buy you a soda, so we'll be good to go. <laughs> invite me back you know what that's a better idea mr p episode 666 you're gonna come back hopefully you'll be done with this are you going clockwise or counterclockwise around the nation whichever way is towards california first clockwise that's clockwise. wait are you are you going north and over to california are you staying staying south staying south okay yeah Yeah. that's clockwise cranking it around so guys you're joining us now i've got steven and i'm going to be confused here something i've always wanted to ask you steven eric angelos is his name on facebook on the front of the nice little white book is called Stephen Angelos. What's your fucking name? <laughs> <laughs> well, my official name is Stephen Eric's. Uh, writer's name would be Stephen Angelos. I actually want to get my name officially changed over to that. It's just a matter of Your parents stuff. are embarrassed of you and asked you to change your exactly name. Exactly that. Uh, my mom just asked me to change it. And I'm like, oh, if it makes you happy. <laughs> I'm positive your parents aren't embarrassed. It was uh, neat to see when you – and thank you for sharing that you were doing this. Your family very quickly responded and shared as well, and that was really cool. They're obviously not embarrassed of you at all. Very supportive. Some of my mom's always been there supporting me. Oh, my, mom's already saying hello. That's, that's oh, horrible. Yeah. She's already logging in. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. What's your mom's name? Susan. Hi, Susan. Susan. Um, sorry about that. Um, you're interesting for me just because Susan, uh, Susan Fowler Eric, you're interesting for me just as a friend in general, but as this podcasting goes – I wanted to not be stuck on skydiving. I love skydiving, and that's the last thing I really want to talk about with you. You're different just anybody who knows you. Yeah. I mean, I've skydived probably only have like 600 jumps, and taking a break to pursue other passions right now. And it's just can't wait to get back to skydiving, but so just taking a break. So you say – sorry, I'm just trying to get the audio killed once. You say don't, pursue – Don't worry. I, I already messed up the uh, audacity, so uh, we're going to have a little bit of a missing intro on uh, episode number six here. <laughs> um, hey, it happens, man. It, it's going to happen again. Um, crap, you made me forget. What were you saying? Uh, just about writing and following those passions right now and getting a name for myself with that. Yeah, so back – okay, that's your name, Eric – Stephen Eric's Angelos. I've always known you as that, and you're telling me that your your author's name, your writing name, will just be Stephen Angelos. So as long as I've known you, you've been. This is a goal. This is a path you've been on. Not really. Um, I've always kind of liked writing. I never thought I could do it. Um, I never believed in myself. And then I met Tiffany actually, and she's always been a writer, and she's always written, and she just actually finished up a novel and sending it off to publishers. Hell yeah. Um, but she took me out to Barnes & Noble and bought me, had me buy this really expensive leather-bound notebook. And it was like, just whatever you feel like writing, just write. And from that point forward, I wrote White Picket Fence in that same notebook uh, and just started writing. And Hell yeah, man. It's, it's, 
we, we talked about this earlier. This is a goal I've had. Just like stop talking about it and just start doing your dream. Just doing it. So you're living your dream. You've been a tunnel instructor for how long? Two and a half, almost three years now. And and I, I met you right when you moved to Houston. Yeah. And personality-wise, I fell in love with you, man. I, I, Same here. Yeah, I don't think anybody walks in a tunnel and sees this guy and doesn't get a man crush right away. Nick, did you? It was a uh, serious bromance right away. <laughs> right away. I'm mean, looking into those eyes right now. It's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> the goofy personality, uh, which is right up my alley. You know, we mesh right away. What, your personality is goofy? No, like yours and mine are like both goofy? No, you're up my alley. Oh. I'm into that, you. That's what it is. Okay. I'm into you. Uh, I'm goofy in some ways. Yeah. Um, but you, you chased that dream for two years, two and a half years, and you finally said enough. When did you start riding White Picket Fence? When was that? It was actually probably June of last year. Uh, started at the beginning of June, I think, and it finished it at the beginning of July. So it's just about a month long to take to write the book. It's a short novel. Uh, but 72 pages, if I remember yeah, right. 72, yeah, 72. I think it's 70, 75. Uh, it's one, right around there. It's, it's 70 it's, something, it's, man. It's, it's higher seven. than we can count. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't matter. I write. I can't count. Yeah. Math is not my forte. So in a month, you throw down your first. And that's the first thing you've ever written yeah. besides school makes us do crap. Yeah. What? I, mean, I read it, and I remember. When did you release it? Because I saw you post that. Uh, released it was probably... A month or two later, I think it was the end of July I released it. I, maybe it was August. It's right around that time, July, August. Yeah, so, and now it's not even a year later. And I, I remember seeing you, you shared it. It was a really big deal um, to all of us, and I bet you to you especially. And Jay talked about it right away, and I knew it was going to be – I like books that let me escape. I like books that, that kind of give me an easy read that just lets me – forget what I'm thinking about, and if Jay could read it, I knew <laughs> he had a safe chance that I could make it through. <laughs> if Jay can read it, like, anybody can read it, so. Yeah. Um, it, it's So I finally picked it up, and I actually wanted to pick it up sooner. I'm lazy. I'm a procrastinator. Same here. Yeah. Um, and then you and I talked one night on Facebook, like, hey, let's do this. And I actually saved the book to read it till last week because I wanted it fresh in my memory. And I don't remember a thing about it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's a super interesting book. What inspired you? You know, um, inspired me for that book. I really don't know. There was a song on the radio that was playing, like, every time we heard, turned on the radio last year. It was that song, like. That song. That yeah. song. Yeah, that one song. <laughs> um, uh, that's, like, now I'm 30 years old or whatever. That one song. No, nothing. Um, um. No, it's like a pop song, I think. So you're going to sing it for us now? Yeah. No, I mean, naturally. Uh, actually, I don't even remember the lyrics, but it's like, when you're 30 years old and you look now back. I'm 30. That's the one. I've that's heard the that one. song. Yes, yes. And, yeah, uh, and that's my best singing. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> um, and actually, uh, I had that song that was in my head, and I was actually was walking Randy out. Randy Stonehill? Is that is that the right thing? I have no idea. I have no Randy idea. Stonehill turning 30? Got a house down by the ocean? That doesn't sound right. No? No. Seven years old, that'd probably be it. Seven years, seven years old. Mr. Um, P on it, not successful. A for effort, <laughs> for results. <laughs> We're getting there, though. Hey, I'm sorry I couldn't come up with a name of a song that neither one of you knew the name or lyrics to. Sorry. Dude, I sang, like, two lyrics? Two seven words. Yeah. Um, and walking out of the bathroom, man, the idea just... Lu Lucas Graham, does that sound right? Maybe. I Tiffany, you're the brains behind this operation. Is, okay, that... Yeah, that's right. Okay, Lucas Graham. So I love you guys, man. I'm, I'm married to a wonderful, beautiful woman, but I don't really get 
pretty girls in my man cave, except for you guys. Sam uh, came here with Tommy. You got Tiff with you, dude. Thank you. No yeah, problem. It was the most action this man cave sees ever. <laughs> so, um, you walk out of the bathroom. That song inspired you. Yeah, and uh, the idea just hit me, and I was like, I'm gonna write about a man who's made all the wrong choices in his life, and he's uh, regrets it at the end of the day, and just uh, hopefully hit homes to other people so they don't walk down that path because that story has been told by how many thousands of lives that live not that identical life but sure. that type of life where they do the same thing day in and day out they go about their business and they just at the end of the day they don't follow any of their passions and it's really encapsulated by the back cover uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna come close what's the back cover say that's a really good question. Uh, yeah. You know, you d I write so many things. I do so many things. I I forget. I can look it up. Really now. live life. Uh, you're, you're living life. It basically, it comes down to the old adage. Do you live life or survive life? Yes. Something pretty much simple as that. As a, do, you, does, do you create life or does life create you? Some, I think it was something like that. Yeah. And uh, is what we've done for a living. You know, you've been a skydiver for fun. You've been a tunnel instructor. And now the rest of your world's about to explode. Like, no matter how this next year goes, you will have some of the fondest memories ever of your life. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's the thing that we do. You, you don't survive life. You live life. You, you enjoy things. You try things. You take risks. Take risks. The things that scare you the most are probably the passions you should chase. It's interesting because you say there's no real... Um, what was that word I used a second ago? It was, a, it was the biggest word I know. Um, inspiration. That's that's a big word for me. <laughs> <laughs> there was no inspiration to to the book, but it almost seems like the book was an inspiration to your life. It really was, because I could see myself go off walking down that path almost, like you know, just finding myself a nice paying job and just going about the motions, but never actually living. Which skydiving helped actually make me break free of that sort of life. Yeah. And, um, pursue passions. So you wrote, don't worry, you'll hit that three more times, I promise, man. I talk with my hands all the time, so I'm trying to stay away from the mic and be like, I don't know what <laughs> to do, do with my hands. Yeah. Maybe we should like anchor him from the ceiling from now That'd on. That'd be good. Like, so he can like <laughs> drop it down like Bruce Buff. No. I, I think you should just do more overhead fist pumping. I think if you just change it. Or, see, that looks good, too. That's nice. So it's just There's uh, a lot of power <laughs> right there. <laughs> man, it, it inspired the, the way you're living your life right now, but now it's you're not just living that life of chasing being an author, you're actually going to go even further and bigger than that dream. Yeah. But I, I got some questions about the book. Okay. So I remember a little bit about the book. I don't have the best memory. Same here. My first wife, that's how I met my first wife, Alice. Um, kids, Jessica and Jimmy. That sounds right. Grandkid <laughs> was Matthew. Yes. I read the book twice, to be fair. I wanted to have a sharp memory for this. But I never remember reading the person's name. That was actually the point. I did that on purpose. Um, I wanted it to be him to have no name. That way it could apply to whoever you want it to in your it life. It could be me. It could be you. It could be Nick. It could be anybody. And uh, I'm actually really glad you picked that up because not many people notice it. Um, they'll, they'll question it, but it'll just slip their mind. And uh, I kept it very... No, man, you included his coworker he had drinks yeah. with after the bar, Ron or something like that. Yeah. You guys know the movie Fight Club. Yeah. Yes. I had seen Fight Club a couple dozen times. And uh, I was thinking about the movie and thinking, trying, trying to think of Edward Norton's character's name. And I was like, oh, I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. And thought of it, it ruined my brain for two hours. And then I finally, like, okay, I'm just going to watch the movie. 
And uh, yeah, it took watching the entire movie again to realize, like, yeah, they just don't say they don't say his name. Yeah, unless it's Tyler Durden. Yeah, but I mean, that's I'm thinking of that as Brad Pitt's character is Tyler Durden. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Edward Norton, the guy, no name. No name. His name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that was Robert Paulson. That's Bob. <laughs> it's not a body. It's Bob. Dude, if I uh, every now and then I have to fill out like forms online, right, w- with work uh, we have to fill out something. The board of directors, we were testing the ballot system, and we had to fill out online ballots. And all my names, whenever I have to fill out a fake form online, is Robert Paulson. <laughs> and actually, somewhere in that desk over there, I have the address for Paper House written down. Paper House is where the soap factory was in Fight mm-hmm. Club. And I actually, uh, nobody has figured it out yet. No, or at least has called me out on how lame I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty awesome. I'm going to start doing that, I think. Yeah. Like, so it, stolen. Sto- yeah. Dude, it's, it's well worth it, man. You can't, you can't steal can't it, go wrong it from somebody else. <laughs> um, did you feel any part of you being that character when you wrote him? No, not really at all. Yeah. Um, People ask that or ask me sometimes, like, was that like your grandpa? Was that is that a true story? And really didn't feel any part of me, and it just felt like it was just something I needed to write, just something that needed to be put on paper. I um, I've written a few things. I have a diary. That's about all, all I can do. Um, anything I've written for have been like online publications or print magazines for the sport. So it's very easy. They approach me to write an article. When you write a book, how the f- do you, how the fuck do you get it from your computer? To the general public, there's a lot of actually right now is a great time to be an author because there's a lot of different avenues to go. Um, you can go the general route, which is like sending it off to agents who can get it into the hands of publishers. For this one, I chose to just because I is a small book, so it's really more difficult to get into the hands of uh, like a big name publisher. So I chose to go through CreateSpace, and uh, which you have to like edit everything yourself and get it all going and then you have to like create uh the cover and all that stuff but then like it can be sold through amazon and then if it does well like barnes and noble can pick it up so it's a slow going road but it's just a kind of another route for self-publishing but it doesn't have any like money going out that you don't have to pay anything for it and uh yeah. it just takes longer because you know it takes time for the ball to get rolling and sure. other stores to pick it up which luckily like barnes and noble picked it up um there's another bookstore i forget what it was um a few places actually in australia too and it's just oh uh, yeah gone quite far dude it's it's impressive uh how many of our friends especially we we live in a very lofty dreamy world indoor outdoor skydiving we're a bunch of fucking dreamers man we're chasing rainbows and how many of our friends have said i'm gonna do this and they're still talking about that and here you are actually doing it you just said screw it man throw caution to the wind pretty much like it was difficult to do it luckily i said tiffany back there she's always supporting me and just like you can do it and i think really it's because of her that i was able to just follow it because a lot of times you said people just say they're gonna go do something and to actually sit down and do it and just get the motivation you just have to just do it literally like nothing else matters what your dream you want to chase just do it when you're writing does it I mean, did you just have brain vomit onto a piece of paper? Like, does it all come pretty quickly? Or would you have, like, you know, maybe five or ten pages to roll out, and then you're exhausted, and then you and then you go back? How, how did it work for you? Man, I'd wake up really early every morning, make a cup of coffee, some espresso, light a cigar, and sit there staring at the blank piece of paper until words started flowing. Like, it was, it's a painful process, and it wears you out. Like, you've said you've written articles. You know, it's, it's, it's work. Um... But it's just literally vomiting on paper, bleeding on the paper, just 
going until you feel like you can't write anymore. So did, did you experience writer's block? Did you have those moments where you just couldn't think of anything else to say? Mm-hmm. You definitely do. Just like every in regular life, you experience that writer's block. And the best thing to do is just take a break, walk away, and not think about it. The best thing to do is just get away and then come back later. So I feel like writing a book is something that would be on a lot of people's like list of life goals. You know, it's on a lot of people's bucket list to write a book like it's a significant achievement. So now now that you've written a book, do you feel any different? Like do you feel like you can you can put a check in that box like does it uh, does it feel like a, a serious accomplishment although it maybe wasn't a, a huge goal of yours at the time? You know, I actually don't. Um I've written two more books now. Um, they're actually being published in the next month or two. And uh, it's not like I feel great sense of accomplishment. Yeah, it, yeah, it does f- feel fulfilled, but it's not like I've written a book. I can stop. It's like, okay, I wrote this. And then more stuff just starts happening. Like, okay, I got to write this now and do that. And it's, it's fulfilling because it's a big, big thing to do. And it's a lot of work. So you feel fantastic when you write that last line. You're like, I'm done. And, uh, so do you feel like writing has like sparked your imagination more like does it have your brain working in a in a way that it wasn't working before writing completely completely like before my I had a bit of imagination but once you start writing imagination just starts growing more and more and it's just it's pretty cool i mean has that benefited you in any other areas of your life other than writing i think conversations okay i think uh honestly truly just face to face conversations i can speak more eloquently using words like that <laughs> yeah, dude, you lost us eloquently, eloquently, eloquently. Eloquently, yeah. I could speak with a trunk. Yeah, um, you, you know, and Nick, dude, that's a lot of really interesting questions because one of the things that I, I've always wondered is you watch TV shows and movies, and the guy's writing. You know, I'm a typewriter because I'm old, and that's how we do shit. And they rip the piece of paper out because they're mad, and they throw it away. Did you ever actually throw away what you wrote? On White Picket Fence, I really didn't. Um, Pretty much everything I wrote went into the book. I think maybe it was two pages that I didn't like. Uh, I, I pretty much, a lot of people write, they write a lot, and then they take away. I write a little. And like every single line, I, I try to make every single line count. And I think maybe I threw away a total of two pages worth of work. That's not much at all. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, for the next thing I did, which is the Black Dragon, which I'm writing for Jason David Frank, Tiffany and I co-wrote that. That one because it wasn't my idea, we threw away a lot, a whole lot. Like we would had to revise, revise, revise because you're working within the confines of other people's brain. Like you have sure. to make it fit for them. And uh, it's a fantastic project, but that one was so much more work because everything has to fit for a storyline. I, um, I wanted to save some conversation, Black Dragon. Yeah, and 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 talk about, but it, it, I think it makes more sense to ask now. So you're throwing things away. Does Jason is how much was Jason involved in the creative process? Did he read what you were doing and make yeah. suggestions? Pretty much the whole time, we'd finish up a few chapters, send it over to him. We'd go over it. We'd usually meet, read it all together, and be like, you know what, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit. I really like this. Maybe push this further, and you know, just keep on that most of the time uh, he was very involved hands-on and just he's a very involved dude and, and and when i say that in the complimentary sense you know a lot of people are very involved they get in your business they get in your shit jason frank is very involved to the point that he has several successful businesses for yes. a reason right yes um so this book is it gonna it's it's 
yourself and Tiffany's names are obviously yeah. on as authors. Yeah. Is Jason Frank building it as like the story by or Yeah, we're gonna build a story by Jason David Frank. And then the cool thing with that too is we're actually gonna shoot the movie for it next year. Uh late this year or next year. Uh it's gonna be made into a movie. So Dude. So That's not common knowledge, it's like, oh, Make an announcement you, right now. Yeah, you just put it on the interwebs. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Jason. <laughs> and 13, 12 people, 13 people are seeing it right now, and another three will watch it later on. Yeah, so, so all 16 people, is that? I'm still bad at math. Uh, oh, we just went don't down spread the word 15. <laughs> sorry, sorry, DJ. So this, so Tiffany, you coming into, into life here really has, uh, behind every good man, there's a good woman. Fantastic woman. Well, you can, you can set up this yeah. mic right here. Okay, okay. Um, I mean... A little closer. Okay, I hi. Really I, I want to be really friendly with this. Okay, <laughs> hi. Um, so, I mean, I've always loved writing, and Stephen didn't really know what he wanted to do besides skydiving, and then he took to it like a fish to water, seriously. Like, he started going, and I was like, I have no idea where you're pulling all of this. He's a brilliant writer. Like, absolutely a huge success. Like, I'm amazed. <laughs> So you end up winning in this this venture because a she's a beautiful girl just just a, a wonderful girl I got to meet you for the first time tonight and personality wise seems very brilliant very vibrant um, and then she's helped inspire you to move to this next part of your world yeah congratulations thank dude. you thank you I'm extremely lucky condolences Tiffany I'm so <laughs> <laughs> sorry how many friends have said that to her you know uh, I'll tell you what. You deserve each other, man. You're as much as I'll talk shit. You're a phenomenal dude, and it's, you know, I wanted to have you on here more as a friend than anything else. The whole book was an excuse. The fellowship and the friendship is the reason. It's been so. way too long, dude. It has. Um, back to I don't go to the tunnels often as I should, and when I do, and you I take the day off. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw your name on the manifest. Yeah, your uh, locker's gone now. I saw you moved out. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, wasn't there last year, so they kicked me out. Um, because I didn't pay. Okay, could have paid. <laughs> the <laughs> no, truth comes out. Didn't there it is. Pay. Didn't yeah, pay. Did not pay. Uh, Nicole Black actually watches these, and Nicole Black is in charge of money. So Nicole, just give me a text, and we will tie him down and beat the ever love out of him. I'm sorry, Nicole. Money. I kind of missed a few of your uh, emails. So yeah. So the truth is, she had us have you come over, and you got that baseball bat, Nick. You got the, you got that ready for Dude, him. You know, I'm always rolling with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look how small I am. Maybe I can defend myself with that <laughs> one. <laughs> You're going to go all Tanya Harding on him, which... <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking both knees. Most of our friends probably aren't even... You're never figure skating again, Steven. <laughs> Damn it. It's my one true <laughs> dream right there. <sighs> so back to, like, you're writing this yourself, and something you that brought up is Tiffany suggested. You get a notepad. You write things down. So whenever I write for articles, I write on my computer. I don't like writing. I'm left-handed, and as much as I love being left-handed, it's the bane of my existence. Writing sucks. You left-handed? Nope. No. Luckily, luckily, writing. Yeah. So, um, so I smudge paper. Do you, are you actually writing? Yeah, I, I pretty much. Uh, I didn't write. I Black Dragon. I typed. Uh, everything else I've written has all been with a pen. Uh, I got notebooks and everything, and it's it's a pain though because you after you write it down, then you have to transfer it to the computer, which is a blessing and a curse because you get to very intimately view the story again. And you have to look at it line by line instead of having it on the computer and be like, okay, it's there it is, it's good. You have to review it very closely. So, so it's it's not just a second read; it's a second write. So you really understand what you wrote. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, it, it's you. You published yourself, self-published through what's the name of the site again? A Create Space. Create Space, and now you're also self-edited. Yes. So Black Dragon. Black Dragon's gonna definitely be uh, more edited, but uh, we're, Jason and I have actually been discussing this and trying to figure out which avenue we want to go with because with Create Space you actually get to keep way more money. Sure. Um, then if you go through publishers, the issue is you you don't get as large of audience. You have to really have a big following to make any money. Um, so if you don't have the following, it's kind of it's gonna go among your friends. Your friends are gonna share it, and it'll take time. Um, so we're trying to decide what we want to do with it. Actually, I mean, upside Jason David Frank has a following. It's just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. I, what did he? He did something big back in the day. Spandex wore a lot. That's of spandex. what it was. He was a spandex commercial commercials. So, um, but he yeah. was a, I just because we're talking about Jason and the fact that he's you know connected to the comic book world. Are there going to be illustrations in this book? I have <laughs> <No>. <laughs> are you talking about adult anime? No, I am not talking about it. I'm asking. Are they? No, 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 no. You really are red band now. <laughs> we're getting pervy here. Hey, it didn't get weird until you brought it up. All right. You're the one that used the word anime. I said comics. I called you out on the truth. <laughs> the truth hurts. You've been looking at my YouTube history. What are you doing yes. over there, Nick? You stay logged into my computer every time. you. Oh, <laughs> Foiled. <laughs> he asked you something and we just hijacked it. We just hijacked it. <laughs> uh, what was the question again? Oh, but how connected is it going to be to the comic book world, if at all? Not at all. Not at all. It's a completely separate. It's uh, actually about a boy with autism who gets bullied at home and at school and all he wants it's to do. Your autobiography. Like, pretty much. <laughs> um, but he just uh, wants to speak about autism with that way and bring it in a light so people understand it more there goes that wire again Dude, start te- it, speaking like this go. again fist bumps, <laughs> fist bumps raise the roof um how much martial arts is involved with the book quite a bit actually it's uh, based around martial arts um it's a little like karate kid but different spin the characters are way way different and um but it's pretty much the boy who lives in a small town and his stepfather who bullies him at home with his stepbrother uh they're martial artist and they train and he owns the de- stepdad owns a dojo but he refuses to train his stepson who has autism and he gets help from a drunk of a janitor that's actually going to be jason's character in the movie and start training him up did you say a drunk janitor yeah it's a i mean he's <laughs> a drunk of a janitor I a mean, drunk of a janitor yeah All right. he's a janitor who's a drunk I so guess he's so really he's got his life together yes 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 um and you l- really learn to fall in love with those characters, though, throughout the book and see what caused him to become a drunk janitor. Okay. Uh, so it's in, so. how much martial arts background do you have? I, I was a green belt in Shotokan, um, so only like two or, two or three years. So something. So something, yeah. So, so I understand the concept. I understand the discipline that goes behind it. I never got a chance to follow it completely. So kind of where I'm going with the idea is is you're relying not as much because I actually didn't know that at all. You're relying on somebody else's expertise, yeah, to write the book. And, and I'm guessing there's a lot of of the creative process that that's not just the background, the story. But Jason gets highly involved with that part. Very highly involved. He was a uh, the aspect of martial arts in that book was pretty much all of him. He was like, okay, so you know, if I'm teaching a first lesson, this is what I'm teaching. And so I had to you know sit there and watch watch videos of him training and all this stuff to be able to compose it into wor- words. So like an actor, I mean, actors immerse themselves. Yeah. Method acting, I think, is what they call it. I think so. Um, whatever. Uh, 
So you act, you went to some of his classes or just watch videos? Uh, mostly just watch videos. I never actually had the chance to make it out to any of his dojos, which is a shame because I really wanted to, but time constraints just didn't allow it. So pretty much watched a ton of videos. Just break just everything. Breaking everything around here. Yeah. So you watch there a lot of videos of yeah him. of Jason training, on a lot and of voice messages of him. And Jason's the character that is the drunk janitor, the yes. drunk of a janitor, drunk janitor. Yeah, which um, I don't know if I've ever seen Jason drink. Um, I can't remember him drinking. He doesn't drink. Yeah, it's like we've been out to dinner multiple times, and, and I just I don't remember it, but don't remember a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you drink. Yeah. Um, actually, <laughs> I just started drinking again. Um, so, uh, by the way, be a little bit careful, like moving the mic in and out. Try to find an established distance that will stay the same. Okay. Um, just I moved it a lot. It's, it sounded pretty normal in my headphones. Okay, cool. It's it's here and there, but sweet, it's, it's normal. Okay. Terry, thanks for the words, though, man. Thanks for the heads up. Uh, that's gotta be interesting because, like, I go back to White Picket Fence for a second, and I'm gonna say you're not a car guy. No, no, I'm not much of a car guy, unfortunately. No, because you picked a '64 Impala as one of the cars, and you just want to be a baller. You know that because of a hip hop song. Just tell me that's why you picked. <laughs> that's six exactly why I chose six four Impala. <laughs> I read. Is, six isn't that the only reason that white boys like you and me know anything about six four Impalas? Is rap music? Is the only no, because six four Impala, man, anything it's, in the '60s is a sexy car. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't pick a six four Impala out of a lineup, but I can tell you that my man Snoop Dogg could. <laughs> that wasn't even Snoop Dogg, was it? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish no, I was, that was a little Troy. Oh, that was a little Troy. Yeah, but he's yeah. not the only one that's bringing up that Impala. Oh no, no, no but no, he. No. That song though kind of made it more famous. Yeah. And then you went with a '66 uh, Caddy. Deville. Yeah, yeah. Deville. Um, why the cat? So I, I, I had to know the six four Impala. Why the Caddy then? No reason. I looked it up online. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you should. Uh, so you guys are about to travel a lot. Um, everywhere you go, search for car shows. There's a lot of really small car shows. Um, like the big, real fancy car shows are super nice. They're cool. But a lot of the smaller car shows you can go to. I have you, you saw my '67. We yeah. have little uh, cloth seats like those little fold-out lawn chairs in the trunk, and everybody who goes to them has them. You pull out, you open up, you open your hood, you open your trunk, and most guys and gals out of the trunk will pull out their little uh, what's that called detail kit, so we can just do a little quick shine, like get the road dirt off of it, polish your tires real quick, and your chair, and you sit back behind your car with your friends. Usually, you try to park in the same area if you can. Um, it's a super cool scene. So, okay. Um, Move this one more time. What's the what's the uh, oh dude? I, You're good. Dude. Don't sweat <laughs> I, it. Yeah. The, watch DJ. He pushes it back and forth yeah. the whole time. Dude, I play with. I it learned the whole it from time. watching you. I, I see this and I have to. Yeah, just do that motion. It's with your it. motion. Uh, Justin Grubbs. This is the uh, Mac 15, which unfortunately um, it's gone now. So uh, the Edra door is going to be what finishes off the night and uh, finish that glass. <laughs> You're still there. Mine's still there, but. Yeah. I see you getting more comfortable now. Well, yeah. yeah. And you start getting a scotch and you start loosening up. You start yeah. talking more. It definitely it helps me. Um, the 66, go to these car shows. Um, one of my favorite ones is is uh, there's a place called Autos out in Sugarland, And it's Friday nights, if I remember right. Uh, maybe Saturday nights in the summer, they have a car show there. And you won't be in town, but anybody, check it out. And they block off the parking in front of the restaurant just for cars. Uh, Showplace, I forget the name name of the company who organizes it. And every week's a different week, a different theme. So, like, this week is is Camaros, Mustangs have, Corvettes have their own nights. Um, Bel Airs have their own nights. But 
it's Buick night, it's General Chevy night, it's General whatever. And the front row is the marquee car of the night. And then you get all sorts of other cars, dude. And the people you meet, which I think you're really into that. Oh, yeah. People the, help make the stories. The cars you see, man. And, and then, you know, half the cars are out there like, oh, dude, this is my car. I got this car to fix up and make it really badass. And that's a fun story. Man, I got this car from my dad. My dad had this car growing up. He died, and it was totally ratted out. He always wanted to restore it, so I restored it in memory of my dad. And then I want to cry. You know, Nick, you, you would cry at these, I promise, at some point. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm I mean, a crier, Yeah, especially anything dad-related. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> The first thing Nick and I learned about each other on the first podcast is, is we're both criers, and, and you know what? It's emotional. <coughs> uh, Life is emotion. It's, yeah, and I... I uh, Unfortunately, it owns me sometimes. Fortunately, I own it sometimes. So um, so you've got more of an expert. You've got more of an editor. I have to call you out on the editor. Did you have anybody proofread your last book? I had a couple. And um, what happened was, this is what, after people started showing things that were missed, uh, a couple of the editors who edited it um, said they got so lost in the story. This is true, that they missed it. Um, they missed some of the... I totally things. believe it because I... As I've learned to write lately, I've began to understand grammar, which has always been my weak point. And I started reading, and I noticed a couple grammatical errors or misspellings, and nothing major. But I was like, okay, okay. And next thing I know, I'm like, I either you didn't make any more after the first few pages, or I just I was going to read it in two nights. I read it like just <laughs> flip through it. That was, uh, and some of the stuff too that people have talked about too is, hang on. <coughs> Was uh like the commas and periods and stuff, and he I was trying to make it where he's a long-winded old man just going on and rambling, and then uh, that's kind of what it came out. But then some so people, me, what? <laughs> so me, uh, <laughs> you're you're a long-winded middle-aged man. Thank at, you. At worst, cheers, middle-aged. I'll take it. A few more years. Yeah, you're, you're well on your way, but uh, hey, we haven't reached it yet, so keep on smiling. Um. Uh, he <laughs> yeah, you got that rambling guy. Um, Justin, let's go do auto sometime together, man. Justin Grubbs is is a buddy at the drop zone. He helps Valerie do the mentor program. He's into old cars. He's into scotches. Uh, he's a really fun dude. So real good guy. Uh, yes, let's go to auto sometimes, buddy. So you're now how far along? You guys are almost done, or you are done with what? Uh, Black Dragon. Yeah, done, done, done. Uh, it's going through. Jason and I have to go with Tiffany go over a few more. Last changes, but it's it's done. Besides the finalizing the complete draft. Does he have anyone in mind that he wants to star in the movie? Himself, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, not yet. We've talked about a few different actors, and we're gonna keep it low low names just to keep the pri price down. Yeah. But uh, talking about getting some cameos because he's good friends with quite a few people. Um, I can't say any names yet, just because I don't think I'm allowed to. No. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ruin that. But I've seen. So I have no clue. I have no understanding. But I know him enough to know that he does Wizard, Wizard World. Yeah, he does Con. Like and, dude, the names that are attached to Wizard World, go like people go look up the names in Wizard World and then imagine the people he's connected to besides. Yeah. And I'm going to guess that's where some of these contacts might come from. Definitely. Definitely. People he sees all the time at the cons and stuff like that that he just, over the years, becomes friends with. Dude, he's so magnetic. He, he draws people to him. That, that's just absolutely so amazing to me, man. Um, how many pages is this Black Dragon going to be? I think it's between 220 and 250. Okay, so, so. definitely a, a huge step up. Yeah, yeah, much, much bigger. Yeah. So. 
and you've got an editor this time, or are you guys still figuring that out with a publisher? No, yeah, process? we still have the editor. So the editing will be done. It's just a matter of uh, publishing of what we want to do with it. So, so do you hire an outside editor? Is there this one? We uh, still kept it more in house, but. With Tiffany being involved with it, she's uh, she's edited quite a few books already, actually. And I should have gotten her to do the last one, but I didn't want to tax her with it because I, just, I didn't want to impose on her. You wanted to have sex with her, not send her off to read your book. I, I, I can't, you know, <laughs> deny or uh, say anything about that because she's in the room and people are watching. So, <laughs> so I um, I think I read something on Facebook recently, and you you have a good view of Tiffany right now, right? Yeah. So when she was talking to the monitor with Nick earlier, all I could see right below the monitor between the monitor and the desk is her chest. So thank you. Um, <laughs> taking a, a turn a, for the creepy, words, really, right? really fast. What, what did you invite us over here uh, for? <laughs> have you heard what? of the Pornhub goggles I have? Jeez, no. <laughs> I not I, not I again. Not again. That was bad enough the first time. Uh, dude, Frank Chance's nickname is now Pornhub. <laughs> That's what I call him. Um, I noticed in this one all I could see of you is your left hand. Look in your left hand. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are engaged. I saw that recently yes. on Facebook, right? Yes. How long have you been engaged? Ooh, a, year? a year. See, I'm not yeah. good at that stuff, man. Like people can be broke up for six months and I won't know it. I mean, it's on Facebook. It's hard to keep track of things. Dude, Facebook is yeah. I'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. good with that stuff at yeah. all. Um, congratulations. When are you guys getting married? Nah. Oh, I got Steve. Come on, with seat. the difficult questions. <laughs> yeah. Come on, he's uh, already been pressured into proposing to this girl. <laughs> Let him uh, off the hook for a second. This is great because the most interesting part of this question is the look in her eyes right now as I ask that question. You know, any any time she's ready. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no. Should I come right on? Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. How am I? Tell me if I'm close enough. Am I close enough? Okay. I, Hi. Okay. So, um, <laughs> actually, I think he wants marriage more than I do. <laughs> I mean, like, faster than I do. Sorry, faster. Um, I'm in no rush for it because I feel like marriage is very... Like, the law part of it is so constructed. Like, I feel like we're already... What, what are you doing, we DJ? have to throw the law into it. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at her face, because I... Can still <laughs> <go>. <laughs> no, 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 because, like, I take it really seriously. Like, I feel like people don't have to have that label on it to feel like you're already strongly connected, you know? So, like, I'm not in any rush to, I don't know, pay money for it. And, like, huge weddings are just such a big deal that I'm just <laughs> like, we're already money. married. I, always, I already call him my husband. Like, we don't need the law into it. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Now I'm gone. All right, bye. <laughs> Valerie and I were the same way. We were never, ever going to get married. We don't need a piece of paper to say yeah. I love you, right? Yeah. And a, a good buddy of mine, Justin Russell, who uh, the story of why Val and I got married, they're now divorced. Uh, <laughs> Justin Russell and, and Valerie and I were all good friends in Indiana. They moved down here. I moved down here, hang out with them. Valerie's not here yet. Hey, you guys got married. We were the couples, the two couples who will never get married. What the, what happened? You abandoned me, man. You bailed on this deal. And, man, if you tell me I would love her anymore after I proposed to her, you're full of crap. I can't love her anymore, but I loved her more. And then you'll love her more when you all get married now that you're engaged, and there's no way I'm going to love her more when we get married because I love this girl to death. And we got married, and I love her more. And now they're divorced. Uh, <laughs> both super cool people. They just realized it wasn't the right things for them. Um, and, and that's what happened with Val and I. She had no clue I was going to propose to her. And, and I proposed in the middle of uh, E-Rock, Enchanted Rock, up in Austin. Mm. And uh, it, it was our goal. I don't need the state to tell me I love you, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but damn, who bought that ring? Actually, it's a fan. 
<clears throat> family heirloom is actually my grandma's. Okay, so, that's why it yeah. stands out because that's that's a nice grandma. Mm-hmm. It's very very nice. I can't yeah. afford that. That's why that's why I was a little bit wondering because it's from here that thing is shiny. It sparkles, and and size not as much as clarity. That's pricey. Way to go. Seven rocks. Seven rocks. I can't count that high. I can't. And we're screwed next episode. It's episode number seven. <laughs> Good luck. So Jason's going to turn this into a movie. Yeah. you got to make a cameo. I'm hoping to. Uh, we actually haven't talked about that because we've been focused so much on the writing. But now that that's all done, I'm like, Jason, I need a cameo. I need something. Dude, so. he'll put you in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you guys need uh, someone for this autistic kid to beat up in a <laughs> fight, I am totally that guy. <laughs> and you can be my coach. Is that not a brilliant idea? I mean, that's pretty great. I'm a I'm a terrible boxer, right? You're my coach. Who maybe you're like an old drinking buddy. Sorry, I'm totally rewriting the story to put myself in the movie. Is that all right? I mean, obviously. I mean, we need a we need a principal though for the school. A principal. A principal. Dude, you can totally rock that principal suit. You, yeah. you, you got an old ratty suit and a, all my clothes and ratty. a reasonably cheesy tie. I want to be a ref at a like karate. Is there a tournament? Yeah, there's a tournament at the end of the movie. I want to be the ref that's just there for a split second. You remember he broke up LaRusso and Cobra Kai Kid? I forget the Cobra Kai <laughs> <Yeah>. Kid's name. <laughs> what, what movie was it? The, there's some movie. Uh, Barney Stinson. You ever watch How I Met Your Mother? The yes. TV show? Barney Stinson thinks Cobra Kai's the good guys. And the Cobra Kai dude's a good guy. <laughs> Daniel LaRusso's a bad dude. I did not see that episode. <laughs> no, it's 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 an ongoing theme. Oh, of the it's whole show. oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I know that. That's one show Valerie and I watched beginning to end. We caught it right away on the pilot, and we watched every episode because it makes me laugh. Yeah, I mean, you're my you're my bro, though. Dude, the bro code is is, is awesome. Um, I'm still blown away because I, I I had. Earlier, you showed up, and I don't want to ask you or know anything about this new book because I wanted I wanted to hear it now, and and it blows my mind. I had no clue. I knew you were working on a project with Jason. You let that out to me one day over a message. Yeah, but I had no clue that you. Got, I mean, that it's it's unbelievable. It w- he came to me. He's had a few people try to write it, and uh, some big names. And each time that these people try to write it for Jason, he's like, I just don't like it. They took a dark twist on it. And then Tiffany and I started writing it, and he was like, that's exactly what I want. That's just perfect. And uh, so we started out with just, he sent us over a six-page sample of his story that he wanted. And we wrote the first three chapters, sent it back over, and he's just like, keep going. Do you think the difference is, is because you listened to him and did what he asked? You like, you, the story's his, basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's pretty much just that. It's just reading what he had an idea for and just keeping it that way. And He's your muse. Is that the right word? I think that'd be the right word. Yeah, I uh, I've been watching series of unfortunate events, Lemony Snicket show, and they use that word. So now I sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> Keep watching TV; it makes you smarter. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Netflix. <laughs> so it must I love that. That's the new excuse for no. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't watch TV, but I watched twelve hours of Netflix this week, <laughs> or YouTube, or Facebook. Videos. Oh, dude, I'm such a YouTube junkie. I can't help it. Yeah. Keep watching this Facebook video though. Um, <laughs> yeah, have all of them. Yeah, this isn't TV. Yeah, this isn't TV. It, don't turn it off. That's not what we're saying. Wait, wait, don't go, don't go. No. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What, what's going on, man? Um, what's what's next? You, you say a couple more books are on the pipe. Yeah. So then I started writing um, the Eight, uh, which is a sci-fi short novel. It's uh, a bit longer than. Uh, I pick offense. I think it's 120, 130 pages. 
And it's a sci-fi novel where aliens come to Earth and they kidnap this guy and they try to figure out what's going on with there. They have pictures of Earth from millions of years ago when dinosaurs roamed. And then they see what humanity has done to it today. Side question. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> I mean... You wrote the book. Come on. Yeah, it's hard to not. It's, it's hard to not think that there's probably something out there with how vast the universe is. See, like, I, I have a, a huge fear of aliens. <laughs> I always have ever since I was a little kid. I was six years You'll old. You like this book. And my brother brought home this book called Little Green Men with a picture of an alien on the front of it. And that thought, like I, from the time I was six to the time I was probably twelve or thirteen years old, I laid awake almost every night thinking, like, this is the night they're coming. They're coming to take me away, and this is it. But oh, yeah. the the thing that I, I mean, it seems statistically impossible for there not to be other life in the universe if it is indeed as large as we understand it to be, right? Yeah. But like in the eighties and nineties, there were a ton of. Uh, you know, sightings and videos of these UFOs and whatnot. And now, like, the, the ability to capture that experience on video has gone up so much from, from the time that those videos were coming out and being a big thing. Like, <laughs> this is a funny, totally unrelated story just to prove my point, but I was teaching one of the girls at work to twerk in the video room the other day, and this has been going on. Wait, who? Uh, Heidi. <laughs> and, Heidi's got no and, ass. And Katie Van... <laughs> I love Heidi. She's an attractive young lady. She's got she's, no ass. She's beautiful. She's yes. very nice. Uh, so I'm trying to show Heidi how to twerk. This has been going on for about eight seconds before Katie Van Lowe's behind me starting to Snapchat this whole thing, right? <laughs> so the time from something out of the ordinary happening to someone's ability to capture it on video, now it's about eight seconds. And I just don't feel like the increase in alien sightings and UFO sightings has uh, matched the increase in our ability to capture those things. So that's one thing that makes me question it. But, uh, yeah, I still believe in aliens. But I, <laughs> but I, was that, what was that related to? Oh, yeah, do you believe in aliens? Sorry, <laughs> sir. Well, uh, to give a short answer to a long question, um, <laughs> I think it's improbable to think, like you said, that they're... Are, you, are you afraid of aliens? I'm not afraid of aliens. They're coming um, for you tonight, man. Do not go to sleep. <laughs> are you an alien? Uh, uh, that's uh, it's debatable. Determined. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of them. I think I'd be afraid of them if they came here. Though. Okay, so there, are, there are a- you talk about aliens in this book. Yes, yes. So did you visualize what do these aliens look like in your mind? Uh, did you guys ever read um, Time Traveler by George Or George Orson? Mm-hmm. I read Time Traveler, but it was about thirty-five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> not joking. Um, so I actually took the aliens from that a little bit where they're very small. Uh, they're albino and very frail, like no muscle, no... So I could punt kick one of these <laughs> yes, guys if they came yes, into my bedroom. Yes, I was going right, easily. Lombardo. I'm feeling safe. <laughs> <laughs> Five foot tall and albino. I, I feel more, like, more like three foot tall. <laughs> three feet. All right, so I got this tiny little itty-bitty midget fella with pale skin coming after me in the middle of the night. How many? They just came into my room. How many? About two dozen. Oh, my God. Oh, they're right. very small. They're very small. But, okay, how, what's their lifespan like? How long do they live? You know, that's a good question. About 70 years. 70? Sure. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, how, they're really frail? Very, very frail. So how they're, many? The, the gravity on their planet's about 
uh, eighth of what Earth is. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, so they're, 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 they're super bogged too. down right Yeah, they're super bogged oh, down. They're, they don't have any, I am punching muscle. all of those so guys they, on the top of their they head. They move like you in the tunnel, then. Exactly <laughs> like me. That's, that's where I got the inspiration for how they move. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the whole, do you believe in aliens thing, like, growing up as a kid, I didn't believe in aliens. And I just... I just didn't fathom, but as a kid, I didn't fathom the world was bigger than the playground behind my house, right? And that, I still, still, you live there, right? No, uh, now I pay attention to the elementary school across the street, but that's, wait a minute, too much information. Wait, wait, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I now you, you look at what we've learned about the universe, and they talk about multiverses and, and multi-something or the other, and it's way too big of... A cosmosphere for us to have any clue, uh, too big of a galaxy for us to have any clue if there, there's life out there. And then I look at how many creatures exist in, on this planet that we have a rough interaction with as long as we leave well enough alone. Very few bother us. Very, very few. You know, I mean, it, it's the worst thing that happens is some kid in the tunnel flails and punches you in the nuts. And that's happened too many times. <laughs> Seven days. Seven days. <laughs> seven days without an accident? Do you have one of those up? No, no. Oh, seven, seven days, days left. Seven okay. days left. I thought you were no. saying it had been seven days since your last serious I, testicle I think it's injury. About, about two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I always, at this point, I believe there's got to be aliens out there. We always picture aliens are going to attack or kill us because movies and TV teach us so. And all reality is we'd be vain to think we're the only things in the world. We'd be vain to think we're the smartest things in the world, but we'd be stupid to think we're the dumbest things either. So I wonder, like, what if these aliens are out there and we haven't seen them yet because we're smarter and we get to them first, or they show up and they're dumb as a box of nicks. Well, the Wait. question there: how <laughs> box of what, <laughs> Mister Peas? <laughs> 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 or maybe like they're was it apes or like one and a half percent? Uh, yeah, they say that it's ninety nine percent of the same DNA that yeah. we have. That and Abe has. Yeah, and so you, you've probably heard Neil de- Neil deGrasse exactly Tyson have the I'm same argument. Right he says. Yeah. Yeah, what if you know apes are one percent different in us genetically? Yeah. What if there is an alien species that's one percent different in the in the same direction that we are from the apes? Which I mean, I I, I like the thought. I mean, it's hard to imagine with as much uh, evolution has happened with with humanity, and even in the last hundred years, like this technological uh, evolution, that imagine where we're going to be in another hundred or another thousand or another million years, and if if the Earth or if the, the universe really is as old as they say it is, there's, there's got to, it's, it's really hard for me to think just purely statistically, just a numbers game that out of the potentially, un- what are you laughing about over there? I was, he was playing footsie with me. There's a carpet down here that he's kicking dangerously <laughs> close to the camera stand. <laughs> so I kicked his foot up so I could slide the carpet uh, over uh, while you were right. looking. I, I was just worried that I was starting to sound like a maniac because that happens from time to time. I was like, am I making myself out to be a crazy person? Not, right now? not this time. Okay. No. <laughs> but let's say that if the, if the universe is 13 point whatever billion years old that they think it is like, and we've only been here for four or three point whatever billion you think there wasn't at least one other civilization that had a considerable head start on uh, on that sort of evolution, but uh, so that that's why I just don't think we're in first place. I think first place would be uh, I think it would look a lot better than we do. That's what yes. I think. dude. I we're would a very young. Freaking hope so. I mean, it is. I love people. I love my friends. Okay, so we can't be the best there is. Imagine this: you're you're an alien, or let's just say you're a person at the zoo, right? My mom's an alien. Okay. <laughs> So you're a guy at the zoo, and you're looking at the monkey cage. 
and you see all these monkeys running around. Yeah, they're throwing shit at each other or throwing <laughs> atomic nuclear weapons at each other. Everybody's got a boomstick. Like, are, if you're are an they, alien, are, are you really... nuclear weapons? <laughs> no. The poop's just an analogy, all right? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I would think, if I were an alien race, and I came to Earth orbit, and I saw, yeah, these motherfuckers are still shooting nuclear weapons at each other because they think that a different invisible man lives in the sky? <laughs> like, that's just crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's, that's my, why I think aliens probably aren't hanging around, is because we're still fighting over things that, from an outsider's perspective, must seem very trivial. And and we don't have enough of the resources they want to steal from us yet. Yeah, maybe we got a lot of that water. Yeah, I saw Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's real, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a documentary. That, that you didn't know that, dude. What's the Tom Cruise <laughs> one where they're trying to steal all the water? Uh, War of the Worlds. Is that no, it? no it's, you know I'm talking about, right? They live about, up in the sky yeah. in the clouds, and I he goes down. There's that. like a dozen of him. He just never knew it. Um. Dude, I wish I could remember the movie now. So, so somebody will be smart enough to actually answer that and know what we are or where we're at. Aliens. So your new, what, do you have a name for this new book? It's actually called The Eight. The Eight, that's right. You said that yes. earlier because at first I thought you said eight. Like you ate something. I ate the aliens. Yeah, you <laughs> ate the aliens. <laughs> so are they, are they edible? What's their flesh taste like? I, I haven't actually ate them. That was a joke. I know, so. but we're, I'm, I'm, you wrote the book, all right? These are things you got to think about. Um, you know, I didn't really have the thought of uh, us killing them and cooking them. Um, okay, so. I'm just really glad they're small. It just makes me yeah. feel safe that they're yeah. small. That's all I really need to are know. Are they bipods? Two legs? Yeah. <laughs> are they bipedal creatures? Yes, yes, they're bipods. Yeah, and do they have gender? Yes, they do. Male yes, and female. Male and female. Like right. traditional to how we feel. Traditional to how we feel. Is there any porn in this book? Alien, like, get it on time. No, no, there's not. Sorry. Are you. they facing the same transgender social issues that we are? <laughs> no, they've moved on past that. <laughs> okay. they, Do they not. have separate bathrooms? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, actually, uh, I don't know. I actually didn't visit their spaceship that intently. So, um, that it's definitely a departure because the uh, white picket fence is is very much just a traditional story. And now you're getting into the world of sci-fi. Yeah. Are you, do you picture yourself moving towards one genre or another? Or do you have a goal with genre? I don't have a goal of a genre. I think that's one of my issues right now because uh, I'm, get, I'm writing a book from a perspective of an elephant. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of a book called Ishmael? I have not. Ishmael is a very good book that's actually written from the perspective of a gorilla, I believe. Or it's someone it who's talking to a gorilla, and the gorilla communicates with them. Not telepathically, but they just they understand talk. the gorilla's thoughts. Kind of uh, like tunnel Dan talk. Daniel Quinn is the author. Okay. It's a really good book. Uh, Ishmael, and then there's a second book called The Story of B. Both uh, highly recommended. Very uh, very much shaped me as a young man. Ishmael so I shouldn't read them? The Story of B. Yeah, Ishmael. No, it's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> I'll have to look those up and read them. <laughs> um, please tell me you played Dungeons & Dragons as a kid. Never. John Barry did. That doesn't surprise me. No, not at all. Not. Um, I had a lot of friends who were into D&D &D growing up, and I didn't care <laughs> as much. <laughs> as I, I thought you were going to say that you're into it, and you don't care that Stephen's not. Care. That, like, D&D no, no. &D was on the docket tonight. Like, that's one thing you knew you were going to no. bring up, that you were going to pin it on poor Stephen, make him look like a nerd. You're like, this nerd's got to, like, D he writes he books, writes come it. on. No, I actually, my friends play D&D. &D. When I hang out with them, I'm like, well, that's what you guys like to do. I typically... When I hang out with groups of friends, like, what do y'all do? I don't do that, so I want to try it. So I played a lot of D&D &D growing up when I hung out with that group of friends. I, I named mainly, 
I was never good at sports, but I played high school sports. I played basketball. I played football. I broke my arm playing football. That was great. Um, I played soccer for about six months and realized you run a lot, and that's lame. So I quit playing soccer. Um, <laughs> I played I played baseball. Um, they put me in left field because nobody hits the ball to left field. <laughs> so it was a pretty leisurely sport. Sounds like where I would play. Yeah. But I enjoyed the world of fantasy. So since that, like that little era of my life, if I read a book, I, I love fantasies, dragons, wizards, um, Harry Potter. I don't care what anybody says, a grown man or not. Harry Potter is a fun movie. Um, are you considering going that direction at some point? This is all about what I want to read. Um, it's about me. Are, are you asking if he's going to go to Hogwarts? Is that what you're <laughs> yes. asking? I've, I've passed the age to go to Hogwarts. I never received the letter, unfortunately. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. 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 Um, I probably will actually stay more sci-fi because... It has a calling to me that it just it's simpler. Like it's not simple writing sci-fi, so, so I don't want to offend any sci-fi authors out there. But <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys have all tuned in. But <laughs> <laughs> this is the sci-fi <laughs> fantasy <laughs> channel. <laughs> um, but I like sci-fi because you can explore realms that you can't otherwise unless you write like fantasy, like Hogwarts, like dragons and stuff like that. Dragons Dungeons, the game. So side note, thank you, Justin Grant, Oblivion. Yeah is the name of the Tom Cruise movie. That th- So that's a thing, like when I read a book or I watch a movie, for me it's a total immersion and escape from reality. Like people yes. complain like, that movie's so not real, that book is so fake. Like yeah, and the book you watched or read on Harry Potter was real. So the more unrealistic it is, the more I like it. So like sci-fi in general, I, I love watching sci-fi TV shows, time travel stuff. You gonna do any time travel? I've thought about it, but... It's tricky. It's tricky. It's very tricky, and I mean, who knows what the future holds. It may happen, but right now, I don't have anything with time travel. And so I get escape in sci-fi, but when I get to fantasy, I mean, there may have been dragons once upon a time in this world. I have no clue, but I can't see wizards and dragons and people existing like they do in in Hogwarts and crap. So that that stuff is, is the ultimate escape for me. Well, stay tuned for her book. Hers is very fantasy. You fantasy girl? Like like that kind of fantasy girl? No. <laughs> Come on, man. Take it easy. <laughs> Come on. Weirdo stuff. Jeez. Uh, I mean, I just lost five more viewers. How, how much of that scotch have you had, sir? <laughs> Actually, not much. Um, just poured the second glass, so. Your eyes are looking pretty bloodshot from the over here. Second glass in this room. That's the Asian about an hour before. Oh, this. yeah. I guess they're pretty squinty, too. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm <laughs> barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> um... So wait a minute. So you're gonna write? Fa- you're writing fantasy. You're writing like wizards, warlocks, that kind of stuff. Yes, mermaids and warlocks. Well, you can leave the mermaids out of it, man. That's no, just. No. Wait a minute. Are they topless mermaids? Oh my god. You can imagine yeah. how you want. You want to get up on? You want to take TJ to school? Oh god. Okay. Wait. Where's the camera? There it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get a little closer. Get a little bummed, I think. Hi. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> she greets the microphone. Hi. Hi. Just, like, <laughs> bye bye now. <laughs> I have to get like intimate Over. with like you said. Uh, anyway, no, there's nothing. It's very PG. It's a very PG novel. It might have one or two cuss words because I've acquired a sailor mouth within the last few weeks um, because it's probably my job. Anyway, um, yeah, werewolves, <laughs> vampires, mermaids, and warlocks. That's that's what we're looking at, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm not going to say anything else because this isn't about me. This is about Steven. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, she treats it like your penis. Hello, how Whoa. are you doing? <laughs> I just poured water out over me. <laughs> Goodbye. I am done now. <laughs> I think you're done with the scotch now, too. No? <laughs> Sad panda. Um, 
Justin Grubbs also came in with Oblivion. And Justin Grubb, you owe me uh, a good scotch, apparently. Um, Back the Eight is the name of this book. Yes. You're writing, you said, more than one current book. What else are you working on? I'm working on, I don't have a working title for it yet. It's uh, Raja the Elephant, I guess I'm going to call it that. And it's a perspective of an elephant, and he's born in the zoo, and he doesn't like captivity. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it's going to go yet. Yeah, uh, I've written a few chapters of it. And Is this more written in, in a uh, child's genre, like that yeah. young mind? Yeah. Okay. It's aimed more towards that. So it's not a dark, I'm an elephant and I hate the world. <laughs> it's not the elephant, I, I remember everything type of thing. It's, okay. It's the, I'm an it's, elephant, I'm gonna go, I want to go to the circus. It's Horton Hears a Who. But better. Oh, he's a happy elephant? Yeah. But doesn't like being in captivity. He's, he's not happy being in captivity, but what's going to happen to him when he gets out, he's going to be happy. Okay. So he's very depressed and sad, but... The things that happens to him to help him escape from the zoo and get so, to the life he wants. So is this uh, at all an analogy for your current life? Yes. Okay. No. <laughs> really? No, not at all. Actually, I mean, I know the shape of an elephant. And <laughs> no, that's not what I was implying. <laughs> I was just implying that you were breaking free from your current life to go uh, on something a little more adventurous, and maybe you had. Uh... No, it's just lucky, lucky accident. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought you might talk about uh, him being in captivity. And like, let's say you're, let's say you're an animal born in captivity. Would you really know that there was anything different? Like, would you understand? Served. No, that's and this is just a good question. No, this is just a question. This is just a, this is these are shower thoughts sorts of sorts of questions. That's a really good question. Um, if how how does he know he's in captivity? Is he he seeing the little kids? He's he's seeing the little kids. He's seeing all the people come and view him. He's seeing his uh, the zoo keepers. Care, care for him and all that stuff. He doesn't understand that he's in captivity, except that his mother wasn't in captivity when she was taken. So she tells stories about the free land. About oh, okay. Running, all right, know. that makes total sense. Yeah, he took your mic drop and kicked it at you. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't intended to drop the mic. I was asking <laughs> a genuine question, all right? That's So are you... Is the eight done? Yes, the eight's done. It's going through editing right now. Have you? Were you writing them both at the same time at any point? Um, a little bit at the very end of uh, Black Dragon, I was started picking up the eight and finished Black Dragon and solely focused on the eight, which okay. I finished probably a month ago. And then the eight did it have any crossover to Horton Here's a Who? Yes, I was writing the beginnings of those two at the very same time and then put Horton Here's a Who <laughs> on, on the back burner and uh, started writing the eight exclusively. So, uh, how how long did the two books overlap, though? Like, time in your life? Just because Black Dragon... Like, are you talking, like... Horton 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 Horton? Uh, Probably a month. A month, month. yeah. And do you work on books daily? Is it, like, a day at a time, once a week? I mean, you became an author, so you could be a bum who writes once a week and says, I'm an author. Right, that's exactly the reason I came for it, is I just don't want to ever work again. Um... (laughs) Usually every single day, uh, if not every other day. It just depends, really, because I still work a full-time job of what that would allow me to, depending on how tired I was. But I tried to wake up every single morning, brew coffee, smoke a cigar, sit down and write. Ooh, smoke a cigar. That's That gets you in the writing mood? That does. That does. I'm very uh, old-fashioned. I like smoking a cigar. I like leather-bound notebooks. I actually own a quill pen. Uh, like All these weird little things that just make me feel comfortable. Does your apartment smell of rich mahogany? I mean... 
Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I said that's an Anchorman reference. I, I know. I couldn't remember okay. what Anchorman said. Uh, so Ke- Kevin Craig asks, how do you switch uh, your mindset between different stories while writing? Honestly, when I'm first starting out like that, it's just waking up and having both the stories sitting there and like this one has a calling to me, the other one doesn't. But do, do you have it like, does one story creep into the other at all? Do you ever, do you, have you had that happen? I haven't had that happen yet. So who knows what the future holds, but not yet. One of the things I do as an examiner is, is I act like a bad student. And luckily, I already act like a bad writer every day. Yeah. Every day, so if there's days I act like a bad student, and and all and regularly I play a character, and part of the reason I play a character is I do this so often it's effing boring if I don't do something about it, and then part of it is is it's fun to play somebody stupid, which is being myself. Do you when when you wake up to write these books, do you insert yourself like do you become that character and you're writing about your life, or are you writing about their life as Stephen Angelos? I try to get when I'm writing, I try to be immersed as completely as possible. It's not like I'm trying to live their life, but I'm trying to it's a it's a weird thing to say, but I'm trying to let them talk through me. It sounds a little crazy, but I'm literally trying to let them. So you're writing the Bible. Yes. I mean, that, God, that's God the spoke goal. through me. Praise Jesus. The, the second coming <laughs> is Stephen Angelos. <laughs> 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 Tiffany actually complains it's coming too fast, but that's a come man. <laughs> so many times you are just getting so creepy over there. So creepy. You know, I know this is how we joke all the time on the drop zone, but man, nobody will bring his mom is watching. Anymore. Come on. Yeah. I'm sorry, mom. Yeah. I'm sorry, mom. Um, she already doesn't like you. She's sending you text messages. Your mom is? No. I, I, I just say, most parents don't, which is why I never liked meeting parents when I was dating girls growing up, because their parents never liked me. Um, People like you? No, not in general. So, um, <laughs> One question, just to piggyback onto your question. Do you ever find yourself like acting like a character that you're writing about? Ooh. No, I wish I did, but I don't. I very, very much always stay... Just me. Actually, you know what? That's a question for Tiffany back there. Do I do I ever start acting like any of the characters I start writing? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. No. Okay. It's uh, sorry. Just repeating for those short good, yeah, yeah for short answers. We'll we'll help you out there. Um, Nick, I actually feel like uh, we we might be looking. So one of the goals here is to replace this section right here with a couch. Actually, hang your camera back with a little bit wider angle for the view and put a couple more cameras up for the two different views. Is it gonna uh, be like a black couch with a white wall, <laughs> dude? You, how him and Ben Nelson are into the casting couch? Y'all watch too much porn. Just saying. And uh, is anyone keeping count of how many times DJ's bringing up pornography? <laughs> That's seven. <laughs> Teen. Uh, uh, okay, I can go with that. I can go with that. Um, so one of the goals is to have a couple extra mics so we can do some of these larger groups. Yeah, I, almost, I think it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like looking at an extra mic just because we've had a couple times somebody sit over there want to speak up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind sharing. Mom, mom taught me how to share. Yeah, you like a pretty girl leaning up and just sharing mics with you. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so uh, we should get another mic then. <laughs> so the girls. So what don't about when Ben Nelson is here? I mean, pretty, pretty no girl. Yes. <laughs> He's so I'm having an intimate <laughs> moment with the camera over here. You guys call me. If anyone is not watching right now, you guys, you guys missed it. Oh, I'm gonna watch the replay. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I just watched it myself. Um, <laughs> It's so interesting because the, the whole goal here is really a podcast, and the video is just a vehicle to, to travel. Like almost any podcast, you see very few views on video compared to the upload said and done. And so all these little awkward video interactions we have just the most people don't see these. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, 
Let's go keep watching. Yeah. Watch it. Um, I'm going to come back to where I was at, but Kevin Craig, man, I really appreciate it. A lot of pe- people have been wanting to get involved lately, and it's really cool to see people take an interest. What kind of cigars do you smoke? All kinds. Like any t- kinds to get my hand on. Um, one of my all-time favorites is a cheaper cigar. It's a Rocky Patel The Edge. Um, and it's just a good, simple cigar. Uh, not very complex, because cause I just like it, and it's got a nice taste of tobacco, but... That's just if I have to go choose one, that's what I'm gonna choose. Um, I was gonna guess Swisher Sweets, the grape kind. <laughs> I wanted to keep a little bit of class here. Okay. Oh, that's a, that's a real thing, isn't it? What? Sh- s- what? Say it again. The Swisher Sweets. Swisher Sweets. The grape flavor. Grape flavor? Yeah. 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 I was just in uh, California visiting my brother, and I, we were driving back to uh, uh, California from Utah, and a dude in front of me bought. These purple purple cigars, grape flavored cigars. I'll bet five Is bucks that? he was gonna cut it open, dump the weed out, or dump the, the tobacco out and dump weed in it. Oh, and make just gr- saying. Okay, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I actually couldn't you know, imagine actually smoking one of those. Yeah, but I've seen people they, smoke Swisher sweets, but how many people have you seen smoke Swisher sweets with replacement filler? Seen. I mean, zero. Mom's watching. Mom's watching. I've seen yeah. it. Okay. I'm a skydiver. I've Things heard. At the drop I've zone. heard. I've of heard. This. I've heard of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. No, I've seen it at the drop zone. It's pretty easy. Uh, if you're in skydiving, it takes all types. We have lawyers. We have janitors. We have idiots. That's me. Uh, we ha- we have all types. You. Um, so so you see these things. Um, <coughs> you've got two books, Untitled Elephant, and and we'll go, we'll just call them Untitled Elephant now. The what about Rod- Roger that? Roger that. that. The eight. How many books? Like so, first, how many books do you hope to write a year, and how long are these? Are, are you going to stay in the short novel form? No, the ultimate goal will start being to be writing like full size novels, and as many books as a year as I can write that don't kill me, um, just so I can keep writing and not feel burnt out. Yeah. It's interesting. I've only, you know, I'm sure I've met other authors. I just you never know who you meet in in the real world. And there was a guy in California, San Diego, I used to know, and, and I never read anything he wrote, and I I, t- I wish I would have remembered what it was. I wish I knew because I'd run across him. He, he hung out El Torito's, a little uh, kind of like our version of Lupe Tortillas or whatever chain restaurant, and he would sit on the back patio with a drink and a cigar every night and sit there and write. Um, that, that's all he did, and it's, you know, you talk about you have your things, your quill pen. You know, the, the, these things. And then that's what he helps identify you to yourself and being mm-hmm. an author, which is, is really cool. It's why? Why do you guys have to have a drink and a cigar? <laughs> it's a good question. I have no idea. It just, it, it relaxes you. It's a, if you th- sit there and you have something different, you're thinking about that. But if you have something that you're very familiar with, like every single time you have a dr- cigar, you have a drink, your mind starts relaxing more and you can start writing on the paper so have you ever been emotionally moved by something while you're writing it yes yes i have well, what's that like um it's it's an interesting uh thing because you're sitting there because you don't when you sit down to write you don't know what you're going to write honestly like you have an idea of where you want the thing to go but then you just start writing and see where it goes and so you start writing and you're just like oh my god this is i really like this and you, it's, it's it can be very emotional sometimes and it's, uh, did you get emotional in any part of white picket fence i did did um was it when he was visiting his grandson michael for the first yes. time? Like, okay yes that part and then the very end 
because as I, I read that part, you know, he's in, and I'm going to do back to, I think I remember right, he was traveling to visit Jimmy yeah. and Michael, and Jimmy was at a base, I forget, the, well, Army base, I want to say. It was Army it. base, yeah, I don't remember. Hey, not everybody's read the book, all right? You got a spoiler, yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler stuff. alert, man. Um, uh, it's, it's, and read the book. It's, it's such a fun read. Like, so first of all, forget every reason to buy the book except for one reason alone, support a homie. A lot of people who are watching this are skydivers. A lot of people watching this are, are, are tunnel rats and people who enjoy our sport. So forget it all, support a friend, support a homie. But, dude, I read the book, and I like escapes, and I like easy reads. I don't like books. Like, I've read uh, – um, what's the name of the series? Robert Jordan writes a series, which you're not a fantasy guy, so you might not know it, a Time to Kill series. I forget the name of it. And it gets so intense in, in the writing that, that it's not an easy read. You know, that's why I mm-hmm. like J.K. Rowling. Uh, Aragon series. Did you ever read that book? I didn't read the book. I saw the movie. Yeah. Dude, the book is, um, I- and you say it all the time, but the movie was a dud. Yeah. Yeah. The Aragon series is absolutely recommend reading it. But read the book. Yeah, I'll absolutely. I'll have to read it. Yeah. Because I do enjoy reading some fantasy. It just depends on what it is. Yeah. And if you like an easy read that's not going to tax the brain but also escape the mind. Because I like an intense read to escape, but I like an easy read to just relax. Just relax, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a little confused because do you stop to write? Kevin Craig asked that. I think he just assumes you drink nonstop. Do you stop drinking to write? Um, I think stop he called drinking? you drunk. Um, do you I'm st- confused by that word, stop drinking. Stop drinking, yeah. <laughs> his, um, his question says, do you stop to write? But I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not always drinking alcohol. A lot of times, I'm drinking <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's I do get the reason for actually drinking, ha- having a drink, because a lot of people know I don't drink a lot in the first place. Most people think I don't drink, and it's because I just started again in about October. But last well, welcome week, back. welcome back, thank you. <laughs> and I went to Scotch, so you know if you're gonna drink, you might as well have a good time. <clears throat> um, it, I notice I have a lot more fun doing these. Last last week, I didn't drink, and things come and move a little bit easier. It, 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 it definitely it helps because to me, there's a much larger creative process to what you do. But Nick and I have talked about this, and a couple of my buddies, the creative process of, of doing this, th- th- there's a little bit of of a flow you have to find. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you drinking? You, uh, you you say cigars, but what are you drinking? A lot of times, if I'm writing in the morning, it's honestly just espresso. Yeah. Um, if I'm writing at night, it's probably a glass of rum. What kind of rum? Any kind, no. Um, <laughs> Captain Morgan, Captain Morgan, just by the. Uh, I really found this one. It's at only at this one liquor store. It's an old Florida Reserve. Um, it's a great just little sipper. Uh, the rum I really like comes from Puerto Rico, but you can't get it here. It's um, I forget the name of it. It's like Shrejo Anijo, something like that. Um, but it's a that's the best rum I've ever yeah. had. But what do you think of that Mac Fifteen we had? That was there? delicious. The undertones of tobacco in it, and yeah, it's, it's I I. A buddy of mine, Robert, got me into drinking again in general and then introduced me to scotch. And I've tried other drinks, and I like other drinks, but as a whole, scotch really seems to... It is balanced and complex. Yeah. And there's some scotches I don't like. This Edredor is a little bit rough. You can taste it in the back mm-hmm. of your throat rough. But it still does a good job. It's still tasty. It's a, it's two or three sips acquired where the the, ba- the Mac 15 right Just away. Just right away. You. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So Kevin's question makes a little more sense. Do you ever get a random thought like in the middle of the day doing something, then stop and go like, I gotta write this down? Yes. Yeah. Like all the time, and like, and that's where I have take voice notes on my phone constantly, where I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. I, 
save it for later when I can actually sit down. So do you actually use, like, iPhone comes with a built-in voice recorder. That's what I use. So you actually use that? that yeah. Okay. All the time. Yeah. It's a lifesaver. I'll, I'll actually send text messages that way, just voice messages, because it just saves yeah. time. I use Siri for sure for voice dictation. The voice recorder I don't think I've ever used, but I do a lot of Evernote, and I'll write down ideas, because a lot of times when I have an idea, if I can't immediately act on it, I just make notes, in it and then I move on. And for me, I'm lucky all my writing's technical, whether it's for manual support or whether it's about skydiving products. So when I get a, a block, like I, I wrote recently an article for the ProTrack 2. When I was stuck, I picked up a ProTrack 2 and just started playing with it. By the way, Nick, your ProTrack 2 is on the way back. It should be here this weekend. Oh, thank you. I missed it on my helmet this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess the last uh, the last few days. Yeah, sorry I stole that from you. but That's uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you did give it to me, so I'm, I can't be too <laughs> upset that yeah. you are taking it back for its improvement. Yeah, it's uh, it, just a quick side note. A lot of people have been asking about the ProTrack 2. We don't have an exact release date yet. Um, myself, Kenneth Gaja, uh, been working on final, uh, what's this thing's called? Testing. And we actually have gotten to the point where we've written the manual and completed, uh, editing. LB wrote the manual. We completed editing the manual, um, which is weird being an editor because I don't have the best grammar. Uh, but they're from Denmark, so. They'll be good then. Yeah, Their English not, is still better than mine. Yeah. Their English is still better. Jacob's is. Oh my God. <coughs> um, because since we're proofing the manual, I think that's proof and evidence that we're super close to a launch of the ProTrack 2. So your friends were asking, when is it coming out? I expect to see the actual sell date anytime soon. Sweet. So, Yeah, we haven't really talked about skydiving much tonight. No, and that's the goal to get away from it, but we got there. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, we're going to do three skydiving-related questions. Okay. What's your favorite? Wait, were you, were you a skydiver or a tunnel flyer first? Skydiver. Okay, how, how many jumps did you have? Before I got in the tunnel? Yeah. Uh... 450. Okay, cool. That only counted as one question. What's your favorite uh, favorite sort of skydive to do? A wingsuit. Wingsuiting. Yeah. See, that's very n- an unexpected answer from a tunnel instructor. So yeah. your your learning and experience in the tunnel hasn't changed your love for what you do in the sky? No, I probably probably still only have like 10 or 20 free flight jumps. Really? Really. Man. Um, what kind of wingsuit do you have? I have a fog head which uh who makes it? Tony suit. I've I've had pretty much everything though. That's what I was jumping yeah. for the most part. What level suit is that? I'm I'm thinking about getting back into wingsuiting. That's an advanced suit. Like it's a Shit. it's a fun <laughs> suit. Though. I'm trying to steal suits <laughs> from people. It's what I'm trying to do. Um, it's it's an advanced suit. It's like more like acrobat suit. Uh, but that was made probably a year and a half ago. So they've made better suits than that one now. It's the wingsuits are like the iPhones. Every year, there's a newer, better wingsuit as we develop Dude. more. I've got 20 flights and enjoyed the time I had, and it's been a few years, and I'm looking to get back into it. I just had my rig modified recently for wingsuit corners, and back to jumping, and I started researching wingsuits, and it's, oh, it's holy f. Yeah, holy what f. they're doing today is re- amazing. Like, yeah. just the XRW and stuff is just <clears throat> gorgeous. Watching DQ do XRW is, is kind of that. That and Luke Rogers. And I don't know if you met Luke Rogers last year. Uh, I think I met him just briefly. Yeah, super cool Australian cat, really nice guy. Watching him and a buddy Royce, and you know Royce, yeah, no, Royce. Uh, doing wingsuit stuff, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. these people are doing such cool crap. It's amazing, like the dynamic stuff they're doing with it anymore. It's And that's exactly it, the dynamic. You know, what I, I, I just think of traditional flocks, which can be cool, but at some point, like just flying straight together for a long time. That's kind of boring. Um, it, it, it does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, using it for formations, large formations, that's cool. Doing it with the occasional flock, that's cool. But watching people move around each other, dynamic flight is, is super cool. 
and still landing on. People can actually fly a wingsuit and land on, Nick. I don't know if you realize that. When did that start? When did they start doing that? Um, people who don't do wingsuit skydives at skydive what's space. <laughs> no. Um, what's Purple landing Mike, on? how you doing, buddy? Just saying <laughs> hi to you. I hope you watch this. I feel like it's gotten better. I don't know if yeah. we've just gotten a smaller group of uh, wingsuiters or maybe they're, uh, it's just a, the group's wisened up. I think people have started wising up. Like yeah. I think I've only landed off four times in my couple hundred wingsuit jumps. If you just keep some knowledge and just watch where you're going, it's simple. Dude, the wingsuit community, I give such mad props to. You know, people have complained and said we should create a wingsuit instructor rating, which I'm against. Um, you know, I- as long as we can do things, and we pride ourselves as a, a self-governing sport, and straight up. The less regulation we can have as a sport, the happier I would be. And most people who know me are probably shocked to hear that um, because I live in the safety and training world. <coughs> but of all the communities we have, free flyers, belly flyers, big ways, whatever, the wingsuit community has been the best self-policing community I've seen in a long time. Maybe because it's the newest community who has seen all these other communities learn how to self-police and they've done well themselves. I think that's the biggest thing of it because a lot of the – Big time wingsuiters come from doing years and years of free fly and seeing how it was done, and then they saw it starting to really get away, and they just reeled it back in. Yeah, it's it's been neat that just back to no no group seems to self police so much. So what what is it about wingsuiting that draw draws you to it? Just the the flight, the long flight, like actually feeling like like you know skydiving with your friends is fun, free fly is fun, but man, just putting those wings on and just soaring next to your friends it's fun i was uh like flying my parachute's my favorite part because you're flying a wing right yeah and i learned to fly wingsuits i did my first wingsuit with a buddy named martin meadows wingsuit jump but then many many years later bart stone street taught me to fly wingsuits and our second our first jump he followed me and just videoed me was teaching me second jump he's like cool now you're gonna follow me and we're gonna work together on some different things and as we you know we, we go 90 out and then we bank back to the north we're doing a south jump run and we're flying back home, and I remember banking on the inside <laughs> turn of Bart, and I felt like a, I felt it was Tom Cruise and Top Gun. I'm like, <laughs> just carving through the sky. It's so gnarly, man. It's so fun. That's right, Iceman. <laughs> I am dangerous. <laughs> um, so wingsuiting was really has been. Are you going to be? Uh, you're about to travel a lot. Are you going to jump a lot while you're on the road? Unfortunately, no, just because money constraints. Because right now, we're having to live uh, meagerly, just because. We're getting away from work, so every single dollar I have right now is just going to go towards living until more things pick up. How so. tall are you? <laughs> I'm just trying to mooch wingsuits again here. I'm, I'm 5'11". And how much did you weigh when you bought this wingsuit? 2'10". 2'10". Crap, I'm I think that's a little out of your league yeah. there. Yeah, dude, thank more pizza. you, because I'm, I'm down to like 182 now, which I, I think I found your weight. So, think, you found it? I think I found your weight. Yeah, yeah. How, how does it taste? Not great. Dude, it tastes good because my weight is chocolate, candy, soda. I am a fat kid in a candy store, dude. I cannot go to the gas station and not buy a Reese's Cup, man. I mean, it's I'm down to like five grams of sugar a day, usually max, sometimes 10. And that has been like... How do you have a Reese's peanut butter cup and stay under 10 grams of sugar? Oh, I don't. I haven't eaten candy in a long time. Oh, okay. Okay, I was like, like, come on. No, 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 no. (laughs) Come on, man. Share your secrets. No, I was at the gas station uh, yesterday and I walked through the gas station. I walked right through the candy aisle just because I still do because I want it so bad. 
and it's actually a just to look at it, see it, and drool it, drool over it. Kind of feels good, and then to be able to walk away feels better because I, you've got the power. You know that I that <sighs> I kind of follow the low carb thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So have you seen the Quest bars? They make a low, uh, it's a low carb like a like a power bar sort of thing, like a protein bar. So yeah. I won't eat a lot of power bars because they're full of sugar. Talk well, yeah, but so uh, the the Quest bars have very little sugar. Most of them have like a gram or less. Oh, and, okay. Uh, like down. four or five net carbs or something. But uh, so I've had a few of their bars. I'm trying to not eat them anymore because I think it just gives me like a craving, like gives like gives me a little bit of that sweet tooth feeling that I want something else. Yeah. But they have uh, their own version of a Reese's peanut butter cup that I found at H E B, and I bought it, and I was super excited. And uh, I don't think I've been that disappointed since uh, Christmas morning. Or because so it tastes nothing I like it was, the, it was the worst thing I've ever had. I think I took three bites of it, spit it back out into the wrapper, and then shoved it back into the <laughs> bag that it came out of, and then into the garbage. Of all the sugar-free things that exist in this world, sugar-free Red Bull, even before I kicked sugar, was one of my favorite things. I don't like sugary Red Bulls. It's one of the few things I like the sugar-free version of better. Like, sugar's cocaine. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I want the sugar. I thought for a second I was going to have me a good Reese's Cup. No, but the, the Quest Bars are good. The, the double chocolate chunk is, is a good flavor. And if you're into mint, the mint chocolate chunk is also delicious. Quest Bars. So they're probably in the health food section of H-E-B? Yeah, I think H-E-B sells a few flavors. Uh, what's the... Sp- Sprouts? Sprouts definitely has them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're worth checking out if you're trying to get that sugar out of you. Are you a Texas boy, by the way? No, no. Do you know where the name H E B comes from? Actually, I do. It's um somebody's name is Henry Egbert Bart. I don't know. Butts. Butts. That's what. It butts. Is. For yeah. for the longest time, he actually named his store H E Butts. B U T T S. And people would make gotta fun be of loving those he butts. <laughs> huge <laughs> enormous butts. Oh, there we <laughs> yeah. go. Um, and there was a lot of jokes about H uh, E butts over the years and. He turned into H-E-B. So there's my useless trivia for the night. Um, I'm not a Texas boy, but I've been in Texas for 11 years. And when I was 18, which is a couple years ago now, um, I was traveling through Texas. And a buddy uh, and his sister, who was hot as hell, um, (laughs) there I go being creepy again, (laughs) um, they both worked for H-E Butts at the time. So I got to hear the whole story about how they they had just changed names to H-E-B. And Nick's Ray just shaking his face. (laughs) No, it's just funny. Like That guy thought that was a good idea. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna call my store H E butts, and no one's gonna make jokes about that. Yeah, I just never made fun of before, so well, they start <laughs> yeah. now. People have never made fun of my name. I mean, my given name is Donji, which I have no issues. If you listen to Stephen Boyd uh, page me or talk to me, even you look at his post. If you see on the staff page, he always addresses me as Donji. Actually, you've done it once or twice in your life. Yeah, that's a nice. I think it's a neat name, Donji. Yeah. And I have zero issues with it. But dude, I grew up in the '70s in Tennessee and Alabama until I was in fourth grade. And you cannot look like a little chink-eyed bastard, which is what I look like. Did any of them call you Donji Jumanji? Uh, When Jumanji came out, it was the best thing that ever happened. Because I could actually tell people how to spell my fucking name. Oh, there you (laughs) go. It's like Jumanji, but with a D. Donji. Just take the end of the movie. And everyone's like, I can spell that. People could... I had a principal for three years who couldn't pronounce my name. Danji. (laughs) Danji. And like, every time, it's Donji. Okay, Donji. And thank God he never got to know my name. That's probably a bad sign. But um, I don't know where we got through all that. Uh, uh, too much not scotch. A, not a Texas boy. Not a Texas boy. But I, I was going to ask you how, uh, how you came to be a tunnel instructor. What, what drew you to, to flying in the tunnel? Man, so I was working at a drop zone in St. Louis uh, just as a packer. And one of my good friends, Travis, told me that they're hiring in San Marcos for a packer. And I was like, 
I need this. Packed up all my stuff, and three days later, moved to San Marcos. Um, what drop zone in St. Louis? Uh, it was a was it Gateway Skydiving Center. Okay. Um, I, w- I worked in Indiana for a while. Okay. A place called Skydive Greensburg, now Skydive Indy. And in the Midwest, we kind of all know each other at yeah. this point. Yeah. So, um, Gateway, definitely know the name. Um, I want to say Kyle Henderson, a buddy of you. I don't know if you don't think you know Kyle. I you know met Kyle. Kyle. I met Kyle. Kyle Henderson? Yeah. God, that name is super familiar. I can't put a I face to it. Little short dude. Used to be on staff at Spaceland. Jumps a black infinity with blue. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah, talking about. Super good dude. Yeah, um, really friendly guy. Yeah, um, he he is, uh, I, I don't know. I want to say it's either Gateway or he might have started Archway. But I want to say okay. started at Gateway. I, I'm pretty sure. Probably Gateway. not Gateway because Gateway's only been around for like four years. Oh, no. So it's probably yeah, Archway. It's probably Archway. Archway is the big drop zone before it shut down yeah. uh, years ago. Okay, I didn't realize Gateway. Is, it's all come down. Uh, HEB was my first job. Seeing that first paycheck I got signed was by Mr. Butts was <laughs> hilarious. Uh, dude, I never I never thought of it, but Justin Grubbs apparently worked there. And imagine getting, I, I don't think he knew it, your first check signed by Mr. Butts, like H.E. Butts. Like, oh, that's so awesome. Um, so all this writing and authoring has prompted you to change your life even more than authoring. Yeah. So for the last two, two and a half years, you've been a tunnel instructor living where? Uh, in Houston. In Houston. Yeah. In an apartment? In an apartment. Yeah, it was an apartment. The whole Jay Vienendahl lives in the conference room. At least he did when he was an instructor yeah. at yeah. iFly. The guy never had a life. Uh, and now all Does of a sudden know? you've moved. You don't live in an apartment anymore. No, I live in a camper now, trailer. Okay, so right. what, like a travel trailer? Yeah, 21 feet. feet so, Twi- And it's. what are you towing that with? A Jeep Wrangler, a four-door. Okay, that's right, you have a Jeep. Yeah, yeah. So you moved into this trailer, why? Oh, to give us the opportunity to not work so we could pursue writing full-time and not be tied down going to work for 40, 50 hours a week and be able to put all of the mental capacity toward following that passion. You know, there's quite a trend in, in our country right now that uh, live smaller, live tiny. Live yeah. in, and Don and I lived in a, in a trailer. I say we lived in a trailer. It was a 40-foot fifth wheel with vaulted ceilings, a s- two ceiling fans, a fireplace, king-size bed. <laughs> so you guys were roughing it, is what you're saying. We yeah. were roughing it, yeah, yeah. Val has a good job, and she wanted a nice trailer, and I'm a well-kept man. What can I say? So, um, But the trailer life was definitely fun, but we, we did it. Living on drops and we didn't go anywhere. You guys are traveling yeah. the world. You put a, a a map of Google Earth. Yeah. On Facebook today. Yeah, I was reading some articles and uh, I saw it a while ago and it's um. It pretty much goes over like all forty seven, like forty seven, not all forty seven. There's more states than that, but it goes over like forty seven <laughs> states. All forty seven. Uh, <laughs> I'm a writer, not a geography. Uh, <laughs> but it goes over like <laughs> some, some key things over the U.S. and just uh back country more and i notice you're missing wells vagina san, san diego. diego thank you oh uh, yes yes uh we're planning on <laughs> making slow on the weatherman <laughs> yeah, i mean takes. you're you're did you just call it weatherman come on <laughs> it's weatherman. come on no you, neither man. you're not allowed don't, pr- don't you can't criticize me stop. and then make, say that <laughs> just stop yeah. you know i've been thinking a lot about the amount of movie quotes that are in my brain and that if I wasn't allowed to quote movies, I would talk probably a good 25% less. <laughs> but movie quotes, they're, they're always worth it. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, I just, like, I can't, I can't remember new information very well. Like, it just doesn't stick. But I can quote word for word more than, it, like, a good <laughs> dozen movies. I've got start to finish every single word. That's all in my brain. 
and I wish I could get it out of there and put good, useful information in. It, movies are good, useful information. Uh, it's debatable. You're, you're not going to to Weatherman's. <laughs> to Weatherman's. <laughs> you're not going to, to San Diego. Uh, we're planning on actually going there. That map's not an actual reference, representation of where everywhere we're going to go. That was a rough draft. Rough draft. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you say you're not going to jump when you're on the road. Are you going to jump at least here and there? I want to. It just depends on... Uh, what money entails, honestly, truly. A, you got to stay current enough. Yeah. That B, when you show up to some place that's just gorgeous off the charts, you have to be able to jump. Yeah. It's, I want to. It's just a matter of if I can stay current enough to do it. Because my biggest fear is to be the skydiver who makes a jump once every few months and just isn't. Because skydiving, you know, you got to stay really current, at least in my book. Um, I just don't want to take a chance of getting injured of not being current enough to do that. So you're you're traveling, you're not gonna get to jump as much. You're going clockwise, we figured that out earlier. Yeah. Seven days left until you're done with iFly. Yes. You say that like it's the best thing ever. Yeah, I, I was gonna ask because just because right now it sounds like you're setting out for your for your new this this dream of yours, right? Did it, did that ever feel the same that when you showed up at iFly and got a job there? Did that feel like the like a, a, a dream come true? Definitely, definitely. When I was working at San Marcos and John Walker was like, "We'd I'd love for you to work with us in Houston." It's a dream come true. Like iFly has been great to work with, been good, great, great coworkers around and everything like that. It's a dream come true. You know, being able to fly every single day and stuff, and it's cool just to be moving on though. Right. I mean, I, I hear a lot of people say that, you know, I've known a, a lot of front friends be tunnel instructors and customer service and uh, not like higher corporate stuff, but a few people who have been, you know, sales managers and, and whatever. And it seems like everyone's really relieved to leave that place. And it's like, I, you know, I still I do work for their company, so yeah. I'm not trying to talk yeah. bad on them. But I'm just wondering wh- where it is for most people that that switch happens of like, oh, this is my dream job. I want to be an instructor. This is what I like about it. This, it's, it's such a great place to be to like, man, I only got seven days left. You know, really, I think it's just a matter of time with the company. I know people have been with the company for 10 years. Uh, there's quite a few people that I think it comes down to personality of what you're looking for. And I think people go there. They want to become good flyers. They enjoy taking first timers. But then after a while, the body gets tired. The shoulders wear down. You just get tired of answering some of the same questions every single day. And so when you finally leave, you're like. So how does the instructor stay on the net? We have sorry. magnets in our shoes. <laughs> Who taught so. us that recently? Did Jay teach us that one? Oh, magnet on our shoes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone was saying that they just gave really ridiculous. I I tell people that my uh, that the net is electric and we have electric things in our shoes, so make sure if you go to the net, don't touch it. But you don't. Do you actually tell them the truth after that? Or oh, you just, yeah. Okay, yeah. because yeah. I don't remember who was it. Jay that said this. Probably it might so have been. I feel like this was something. I feel like this happened on on a podcast that someone said that they would just say crazy things to these students and then just walk away and let them believe that that was the truth, which I think is hilarious. But then you have. You know, however many idiots you say that to, be like, oh, how was it the eye flies on Saturday and the guy had electric shoes and stuck to the floor? <laughs> like, then you have that being spread around yeah. in the public. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's the reason I always followed up with the truth because I didn't want to be like, well, well, Stephen was my instructor and he said it was <laughs> electric. And then that gets back to people and then I'm just like, dude, there was some, and, and I, gosh, I remember Discovery Channel, History Channel, one of those great cable, you know, shows that sounds like a fancy name, so it must be true. 
and they did a special that included skydiving, and this is a lot of years ago, and it was the, one of the first places I saw the idea sold of what grippers are for, and I can't remember which version of the story they told, but it ended up being some skydiver telling some stupid story to some really gullible reporter, and it made it on Discovery or History or whatever, and I still use it. Like, my two favorite lies in to students is, at first I assess how dumb you are based off which answer I give. Hey, what are these grippers for? What are these tube thingies for? And based off your level of, of my perceived my perception of your level of intelligence is they're vortex generators or vortice inducers. We're going so fast in free fall that we get the speed wobbles like you would on a skateboard. And these create these vortexes or vortices that create a area of low pressure behind us that balance us and stabilize us. And that's if I just perceive you're dumb. If I think you're a box of Kentucky, then I go <laughs> up with a whole other story that we're going. And this is the one I think was on Discovery Channel. Uh, we're going so fast in free fall, we can't breathe. So we absorb oxygen through our skin through oxygen. Osmosis, which has nothing to do with this possibility, <laughs> but it's a good big word in people from See, Kentucky. I, <laughs> I feel like I would if if I had not skydived before, and I came up to you and you said that. I, I think I'm a reasonably intelligent person. I would believe all of that shit. Yeah, I would just be like, oh, dude, that is crazy. Wow, people really? believe it, man. So you absorb oxygen through your skin. So when we jump in the cold, we have to wear gloves. When we jump in rain, your hands get wet and moist. So it clogs the pores. So the days that we have to wear gloves or it's wet, we actually take the foam inserts out and we put oxygen canisters <laughs> in to aerate your jumpsuit. <laughs> and nine times out of ten, I actually told somebody the truth. Or usually seven times out of ten, they figured it out halfway through the story. Two out of those nine, I would tell the truth at some point. But every now and then, I'd let you walk away believing whatever bullshit I just sold. Did you that's, ever do that? That's irresponsible. It's so much fun, dude. It sounds like a lot of fun. As a tandem, I, I just can't. I can't keep a straight face. Like even when my buddies are making jokes to these tandem <laughs> students, like I'm just over there smiling. Partly because I think it's funny, and partly because I just feel bad that this poor person is getting tricked into believing whatever this insane thing is. As a tandem instructor, I always told the true stories or joked and told you I was telling the truth. As a videographer, I always used wrong words. I would calmly say, so what altitude are you going to pull the rip string? <laughs> and I saw how many people, like, hey, how is going back up when you open the parachute? Like, people believe the lie, so I just agree with them. That's mm -hmm. my theory. Or I'm propagating the lie. Probably the bigger truth. How many of those lies do you all tell as tunnel instructors? You know, I, I would tell some lies, and but correct them. But, like, I would uh, tell other classes different things. So if it wasn't my class, oh, somebody there, else would there go you go. There. Sabotage. And I'd be like, hey, do you guys remember what this was? Yeah, it was like, do a flip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, there's a few instructors I really like to mess with. And uh, just, like, hey, guys, remember, if you're going down, just swim. It's just like water. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you ever did see, you ever see, yeah, did you <laughs> yes. see students fall for it? And Unfortunately, do that I remember this one class where it happened. Um, I mean, the flip or the swimming? The swimming. The okay. swimming. Yeah, Who was the, the instructor? Um, Ryan, Ryan Jones was. And Jimmy and I <laughs> went over to these people and kept like, hey, do you remember if you go down swimming? And we went to these people for like three different times. And uh, they would get close to the net and they would start swimming. <laughs> and I was to remember that was so hilarious. Like, it was just... <laughs> That's really awesome. Like, I mean, I, again, it's irresponsible. It's very irresponsible. But it's amazing. That's hilarious. But that was, footage has to still exist somewhere. Somewhere. Well, we've got to figure it out. So I want to see this. What's I'll your What's your somewhere. very favorite thing about having been a tunnel instructor? What's the best best experience for you? Like, as far as messing with people? No, I mean, just <laughs> overall. When you when you look back at your time as a tunnel instructor. It sounds like his answer was messing with people. Honestly, it might be messing with people. Uh, I, I just find that really fun. Like, it's one of my favorite things <laughs> in the world. Would be, be like, having a 
full first Hang time. Hang on. I just want to pause yeah. for a second. Just to imagine some like someone who's super into flying, a brand new skydiver, <laughs> and their only dream is to work in the in the tunnel. And, and then someone asks them why. It's like, oh, I just want to go there and fuck with people. <laughs> I just want to mess with them. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what you're telling me right that's now. exactly that what I'm telling like, you. Okay, awesome. Uh, okay, keep going. But like I would, my favorite thing is having first timers lined up and like I'm flying in the tunnel before they get in and I just turn the wind down and I just start swimming, just start swimming in the tunnel. And then everybody just watching like, okay, that's right. Okay. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I think it was the other day, actually, the Rowans were in town and uh, there's first timers all geared up and they're sitting there watching and I act like Devin's a first timer and he starts jumping in the wind and he can't get in the tunnel. And uh, so I'm like, hey, hey, no. I start swimming. You try now. And he starts swimming. And he goes, it goes perfectly. And he's like stable and all this stuff. And all the first timers are out there looking. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. So don't jump. Just start. Okay. And it was just, it was, it was comical. Did, did any of them try it when they got in? <laughs> a, couple, a couple did, but then uh, the instructor stopped them. Oh, the my God. Why? Was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my question. Uh, As a tandem instructor, I... I Early on the TAM structure, if they weren't doing well, I always would try to fix them, and I would try several times, never in a forceful way, but I would try. As I became a veteran tandem instructor, if they weren't doing well, I would try to help them fix them, and if they didn't, then I'd just start doing whatever they were doing. If you can't beat them, join, join them. them. That was like, my philosophy. Have fun with it, man. <laughs> I've danced with so many dudes in free fall. That doesn't sound too well, <laughs> but uh, I've danced with Go so on. many dudes in free fall. It's just ridiculous, man. So you're traveling the world now. That's your goal. The United States. Yes. You're yes. going clockwise. Where, where is the next stop? First I really stop, need to I look guess. closer at the map. Um, Tip, can <laughs> probably, you help us out? Probably like Grand Canyon area, just uh, whatever is on the way towards Cal- California. First, probably like, um, I think we're going to the Grand Canyon, down to San Diego, up through the, to the coast, and then back down to like uh, Nevada, Moab, Utah, and then make the way and just... I noticed on and back to it's a rough draft draft of the map. At some point near San Jose, you're more inland than you are coastal. Are you going in south of San Jose, San Luis Obispo, Grover Beach area? Are you going to hit that area? Probably. Um, that Nothing whole stretch of 101, dude. Do it. That's what I'm looking for. People like, hey, yes. this go do that. Yeah. So um, I'm an old SoCal rat. I say old. I I moved there in high school and then lived there a large part of my adult life. And spent time from there all the way up to Auberry, California, which is outside of Fresno, and up and down. And that stretch of 101, God, I want to remember there's a little town, and I want to say it's Salisbury, but I don't think that's right. Um, I want a steak now, but <laughs> um, there's a little town, and, and it's not, but uh, just south of San Luis Obispo, Grover Beach area. That's a really nice area. Um, it's been a lot of years since I've been there, but Grover Beach was one of the few stretches you could still drive a vehicle on. Uh, that's Last time I was there, it was in a Jeep with uh, two friends. Both of the female gender, so it was. That's surprising. Was, uh, but, um, <laughs> they were. Paid so I think I saw your me. wife tune in a little while ago. You want to keep talking? So they were babysitting me, and I was <laughs> helping them. Um, they were special needs children, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good time, man. I hi- really recommend that part of the trip. Want we'll to go that route because yeah, yeah it's just, we have the general outline, but anytime people are like, hey, you got to go do this. That's the beauty of not having a complete set schedule. We can. Go where we want. So you're definitely like gone with the wind at this point. Yeah. yeah. Do you is there anything that you have like are there things on your list like these are things we plan on doing? Everything's fluid though. Everything's fluid and really there's like no plan of like where we have to go. Um 
nothing that we just like we want to go see us like we want to go to my we want to go to california um we've already traveled like through new orleans and uh, florida so there's not like any destination we want to like go up to massachusetts and rhode island and because i i love those parts up there and this the culture up there is just uh different i just want to see yeah as much as many different cultures that are in america as possible are you you uh I see there's a lot, of, uh, there's a north side of the trip, and a lot of it's just driving. There's very yeah. few stops. I asked Ben about the Northern Lights. It's something that I have in my, I, I hate the word bucket list, but it's a word we make sense of. Yeah. It's on my list of things I want to see and do. Are, is would, that on your list? That is definitely on my list. That's one thing I've dreamt of always seeing because you see the pictures, but I'd love to be able to. I haven't looked at uh, the time when it's best and stuff, but when we'd be going through there, but I would love to yeah. see those. A picture's never done anything justice. I, yeah, never. I can never. I feel like it. I probably brought this up uh, when we talked about it with Ben. But have you seen the uh, time lapse from the International Space Station of the of the Aurora Borealis? Oh, I didn't. Oh, it's incredible. I don't think I don't know if you brought that up or I just ignore you a lot. <laughs> I may I may have just thought combi, about it. Combi. But no. uh, man, it's beautiful. I'll send it to you. Yes, please. Maybe I, I'll post it right now. Post it because I do. I go back and something that you might find interesting is going back and seeing some of the comments and posts, which there isn't tons. But seeing what's out there and commenting back to people and, 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 and talking with them, it's a little bit of fun. Um, and now Nick will put that up there and we'll be able to remember and see it. Um, is there an end date to y'all's travel? Like we're going to go this long and then reassess? Or is it? Not really. Um, it's kind of have three or four months worth of money, see what money we make on the road and see if there's like a place that we're like, you know what? This feels like home. Let's stop here kind of thing. Like, you know, it's not a destination not a thing like that it's just to go till we feel like stopping it may turn into a complete lifestyle and home yeah. is the road yeah. or you might find a sweet spot where you're like we're never leaving here or let's go back to there yes yeah val and i've never been on, on a cruise and we don't have as much of a, a desire to go on a cruise as much as the cruise takes us to six, five or six spots a long cruise takes us to several spots and we can go cool that's where we want to go visit and hang out yes okay cool man um it's it's interesting. Something that I've learned to do doing these is cyberstalk my friends. And as long as I've known you, cyberstalking you, I've never really done. I've seen you in a pretty white shirt before. So oh, yeah. pictures of you in a white yes. coat. Yes. So what's up with this white coat? Um, I was a psychopath, really. And, <laughs> and he has a mask to go um, with it. Yeah. Nick, have you, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, chef coat. Yeah, yeah. I was actually uh, worked at a culinary school for a bit. Um, went there and taught some local gastronomy, was a purchasing coordinator. But then after that, I actually uh, opened up a pizzeria. And it was all New York style. We uh, tossed the dough. And one actually, I don't like to brag because it's just not me, but I'll go ahead, go ahead anyway. Uh, won a few local Iron Chef competitions just in cooking. And this is how good your pizza was? My pizza won some awards, but yeah, pizza was really, really good. So wait a minute. I cooked tonight. Next time you <laughs> that, that was exactly <laughs> where you know, I was going. Everybody, everybody, as soon as they hear this, says I should cook next time. So yeah, on the six 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 episode, I'll cook. Oh, that's going down. We're gonna have to start cranking these out. Yeah, yeah, dude. We need to like we need to a get you back in town again. Get you back in the right area. Uh, B, yeah. Next time this happens, we should get you to cook dinner. I'd love to. I mean, I just burned some steak on the grill, and that's all <laughs> I need to do. Um, you, you, on the other hand, you have like award winning pizza. Yeah. yeah, but 
I'm not taking away from your food. Your food was amazing. Dude, no. no but, man, I, I look at these pictures online, and I, I had a few questions. You answered a lot of them. So you went to culinary school, actually worked at a culinary yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. And you owned the pizza joint? Yes. Me and my mom actually co-owned it. Nice. Co-owned it. What, so. what was the biggest struggle of being a business owner, small business owner? Getting people to show up and work? Yes. Uh, Did you guys have employees? Was we had a few employees, uh, three or four of them. And it was just, man, just the day-to-day operations. Couldn't stand paperwork kind of stuff. And just uh, the long days. I don't know if you know Eugene or a guy named Fetus from up in Dallas. He's mm-hmm. a tunnel instructor up there. Uh, fetus, as in fetus food. When I first met him, this is Eugene. Everybody calls him Fetus. And I'm thinking like a dead baby, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so for two or three days, I thought his name was Fetus. And I refused to call him <laughs> that because it's just <laughs> gross. It's just gross. Yeah. Um, he would feed people. He, he cooked. And he also at some point co-owned the loft uh, restaurant up there. And that was the thing. He, he actually, him and I and the chief instructor at Skydive Dallas at the time was a guy named uh, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, I can't think of his last name right now. Really cool dude. And Fetus was apologizing. He's like, man, I know when I worked here, when I jumped here, you know, I could be a pain sometimes. And Eugene never was. He's such a nice dude. He's like, man, now I understand where you guys in management are. Getting people to show up with their shoes on the right feet is a challenge, which makes me know there's a story behind somebody <laughs> showing up with the <laughs> shoes on the wrong feet. How long did you cook for? Oh, man, that's a good question. Three years, four years? Um, I mean, I've been cooking all my life, but professionally it's probably like probably closer to five years. What What took you to cooking, besides the love of food? Just the love of food, really, um... I had a dream back then of owning a restaurant in three major cities, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. That was my dream growing up. Um, and I thought I was going to make it happen. I thought that's what I wanted. Then I found skydiving, actually, and uh, stopped cooking. But that's pretty much what it was. And I went to culinary school. Um, they saw me working there, and they, they hired me to start being the purchasing manager. So everything I, when came through the door, I purchased. And then I took a love for molecular gastronomy, which is a breaking down of food, Rebuilding it. Name that again. Molecular gastronomy. Okay, molecular gastronomy. Yeah, yeah. And I started co-teaching that, and then uh, as I was going on, that's when I opened the pizzeria. Dude, one of my favorite parts of skydiving are the people or skydivers, and I think one of my favorite favorite parts of skydivers is we're such an eclectic bunch, and we're so shiny objects. Squirrel, (laughs) where'd that go? And we chase such weird dreams, and, it, dude, I had no clue you cooked. It's not something I really talk about just because... Is the passion gone? Passion's definitely not gone. I still love cooking. I really like cooking for groups. I hate cooking for myself. Like I'll, if, if I'm eating by myself, I'm going to just make a cheeseburger or something, like something simple. Dude, I'm the same way. I uh, tried to if you had that tonight. Yes. That's, that's one of my favorite meals to make. And, A, it's a science experiment. You can eat. So yes. Badass. But B, watching the work I put in and the labor I put in and then serving my friends and watching them enjoy it and and giving pleasure to your friends is just su- such a, a great way. It's such a good feeling. Yeah. it's it's uh, I, I enjoy it myself, so I definitely get it. Molecular gastronomy. Nick is on it over there, man. Mr. P, you, you are my young Jamie. Hey, I remembered how to Google, all right? I'm good at it. <laughs> no, but this these are the things that we need. These are the things that we're going for, and it's it's... Hey, watch this. I can even change the camera. Hey, what's up, world? Uh, <laughs> nailed it. Didn't we, see that coming, did you? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we went to town apologize and we went to sushi before Nick's the first one was just throw my phone up with a little boom yeah. shotgun mic and we, we just sat here and the dinner beforehand he's like, Hey man, I I'd be your young Jamie if you're ever interested and I immediately said Jess. Do, do you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast? Uh, just all? a little bit, not, not so, a but you lot. do you know who Jamie yeah, is? Yeah, Jamie so. is. Yeah. And I said absolutely yes right away, and I, I will absolutely say it, it's definitely a little bit of a man crush now. A pretty damn good decision, man. It, it's worked out fairly well. I will kiss you on the mouth, and it won't be the first time. <laughs> it won't be the second or third <laughs> either. It's, it's, it's uh, only awkward. Adam and I kissed recently. Adam, you know, pants. Yeah, how was it? Um, it was. It wasn't Were too his lips bad. Dry? It was uh, no. They were moist. It wasn't too bad until I said it only gets weird when we make eye contact the whole time. Then we oh, stared then you each other in two, the eye you? and kissed. And I'll tell you, it gets weird at that point. It's it wasn't weird before that point. No, it's no just okay. two men kissing. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Is okay. that weird? Well, I mean, you think I, that's weird? What are you gay? <laughs> what, what did your wife think? <laughs> no, I, I went through a phase. I was probably. 20 so let's see i can i can actually i was 20 years old i had never kissed a dude that was just a super weird thing you know and two of my friends uh i'm hanging out with my girlfriend at the time and these two friends and they're like you've never kissed a dude like just a peck on the lips it's like no man no fuck no and then they both held me down and kissed me on the lips and it was hilarious and was totally heterosexual because my girlfriend was there. And so after, <laughs> after that, I just went on like a kissing spree of just I would grab all my dude friends by the face and kiss them on the lips. Yeah. And I've certainly done that to DJ. Nick and I. I and it was way it was a lot more. Uh, it was coming back from the other side as well. It I was, actually uh, a little more reciprocated first, than I had expected. I remember our first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I was so. so I was, first of all, I was. I'll never same, forget it. I was the same way, like kissing a dude on the lips. It's just totally weird. Like, what are you, weird man? And Dennis Anderson, we've talked about him. He was he was flying the two hundred six, and I'm climbing out. I have a like an, another instructor and a student climbing out to the step, and I have a second while they're climbing out. So I look over at Dennis and I give him like you know kiss lips. I'm like giving a wife a kiss goodbye, and he leans over and just gives me a peck right on the lips. I'm like. <laughs> And I gotta climb out. I don't have time to think about this. And I like the, I, that just happened. I'm thankful my student did good because I'm laughing at my <laughs> going, That was awesome. And that, that kind of got me over my fear. I and wondered if it was like the same feeling after like a one night stand, like love them and leave them, like you're out of there, like you're just walking out <laughs> nervously, like oh my god, oh my god, do I have to call them tomorrow? <laughs> but it wasn't like that. No, dude, um, I just it just blew my mind. It was so shocking. Yeah, you know, I just I wasn't expecting it. And, and you and I were in the plane. This is when you very early lived here, and I was still full time instructing and, and working as an instructor regularly. And maybe I was shooting a video as well. Uh, I don't think you ever shot video since I've been here. Okay, because I, I quit shooting video a long time ago. I really found quick excuses to so stop shooting video. Just I've been here almost exactly five years. Five year anniversary. Oh, just you haven't the other been day. here that long. No. Oh crap! No, then I wasn't working full time still. I was in the plane doing something. I know you were in the plane. You were. I remember you were out. Uh, you were the first person that gave me the stankai when I got here. I still give it to you, but it's not. No, a it's eye. a different. It's a different eye now. <laughs> but uh, the caravan, or no, it may have even been the otter. Yeah, the otter was coming up the taxiway, and I wasn't really given a very thorough briefing, and so no one told me to yes. stay behind the ladder. And, and you so, were videoing the plane. yeah, so I was videoing yeah. the plane pulling up just like I would back home, and there wasn't, you know, there just that rule just wasn't present back home, and no one had told me that it was present here, 
So I was just walking to get the shot, you know, and I don't remember what you said to me, but I remember the look on your face and I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm being that guy right now. I better not be that guy. The thought was, are you stupid? <laughs> do you want do you want and I really don't think there's a problem with you walking out and shooting video of the plane. It's the rest of the stupid humanity who doesn't yeah, know that, what you know. And that makes total sense. Who will follow you in. Thankfully, actually, people now have some guidance because I think in to, to kiss your biscuits. You actually give that guidance. You let people know these things when they come in the video department. You actually give them information that you weren't really able to receive when you were a new flyer. But we were in the plane, and, and I'm positive it was the caravan, and I was sitting in the back, and you said something smart out to me and fun. It was definitely well-received. So I gave you, like, kiss. I was like, okay, it, I was going to give you a kiss, and you leaned right in to kiss me, and we both, as soon as he leaned in, we were halfway there. <laughs> we both at the same time engaged, and I'm like, I guess nobody swears in this yeah, game with gay chicken. We called each other's bluff at the right moment. <laughs> yeah. And it was beautiful. Yeah. It was everything I thought it would be. Yeah. It's a magical moment. Mm-hmm. Beards are like Velcro. It did take us two or three minutes to get unstuck. And we're whores, apparently. Says who? Kevin Craig. We're not whores. I don't kiss just any man. Just men that I lust. <laughs> so, you, Panch. I've kissed, uh, back to kissing a man while looking him in the eyes. I, that, that's weird. Try it sometime. I just saw that. Uh, <laughs> it's a good advice for all you kids listening to. <laughs> Devin Roan just uh, joined us. Speaking of men I've kissed on the mouth, <laughs> kissing his uh, brother on the mouth was also uh, a very weird moment for him. It was really nice. We talked about that just the other day. Wait a minute. Ben Roan and Devin Roan? Devin kissed Ben. No, I kissed both of them. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm like, it's one thing to kiss another, another fella. Man. It's when it's your brother. Incest and gay? No. Now we're getting no, weird. No, that's weird. Yeah, that's totally weird. <laughs> just gay. But is me weird. just casually kissing my male friends? Yeah, that's normal, right? Yeah. Nothing gay about that's that. Phase. Yeah. You, you'll get over it, man. Um, <laughs> I completely... I don't know where we went. I don't know. Yeah, remember what we question we asked or what happened? How did, um, I'm sure I, I think it's just it something you guys just magnetized towards. Yeah, it was too much eye contact across yeah. the uh, across the room here. We're just... How you doing? No, now it's getting weird yeah. again. Let's talk yeah. about something else. Anything um, else? Headphones. I actually have done some quick Dude, research. You got to get some of these headphones. It's yes. so much better. Like I took my headphones off for like thirty seconds to listen to you guys talk. I can't stand it. It's so much better with the headphones on. Yeah. Is it because they're noise canceling, so you can't actually hear us? Yeah, I mean the crappy audio of the room. Oh, you were making jokes. Yeah, sorry. I, was <laughs> no, it sounds I, I thought you were going to ask me a serious question. It sounds really good because I've done the sound checks with them on as well, and I've done other things with them on. And a, it sounds really good. And the thing I like about it is guests, as we're sitting here and people on the mic, you can tell when you're too close or too far. I can mm-hmm. see Nick start to talk from further away, and he immediately, immediately. realizes that we're not every day. Yeah, it does. sounds nice. Like, I, I hear me, and I sound uh, crisp and clear. I sound really good. Yeah, I actually found out what I would need Ooh. to patch a... <laughs> see, and I'm making funny noises into the microphone that you guys cannot hear, hear it. it. Wait, I can whisper and it sounds good. Yeah, but you guys, it's a much better experience with headphones on. Yeah. So headphones for the six 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 episode. Six 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 six. Actually, um, I don't know when I'll do it because it's just a little bit of an investment. But I found what I need to leave your headphones up, patch another set of headphones here with our own individual no- volume controls mm-hmm. and headphones. So I do have that. But dude, this venture is getting expensive. <laughs> this, this 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 hobby for fun is getting ridiculous. It's amazing I how mean, hobbies uh, start costing money. How many hours have we sat in this room doing this? Oh, dude, it's super worth it, man. Um, this is episode six, right? Yeah. Five. One was two hours. One was two and a half hours. And the other three were three hours. So nine, uh, 13 and a half hours. I can actually track it. So 13. That's just talking, not setting up. So what is that in tunnel time? 
That's $13,000. That means I can free fly on my third jump. (laughs) There you go. And I don't need anybody's help. I can fly a velocity 84 because I have 13 hours of tunnel time. Oh, yeah. That's how that works. Yes. That's what I tell people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Have you talked about the book yet? Yes, Javine and Dahl, you're freaking late as always. Man, you are super late. Time is a no. Yeah. Um, How many cores lights you got in you, buddy? Yeah. And what hooters are you sitting at? And what city (laughs) are you in the hooters at this point, Jay? Um, yeah, we've talked about the book. Um, we actually are talking about you cooking, and I don't know how cooking got to man, men kissing, but that is where this whole thing went awry. We, we went to men kissing. Um, watching you do this and watching me do this, I, I really I feel like we're on the same path um, or, 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 or a, a similar path, a different journey, a yes. different path, because I'm going the route of following this podcast dream and just having a little bit of fun with this. You're following the goal of being a writer, and it's been effort. I'm just going to try it. Hence, White Pick Offense. Hence, episode one with Mr. with Nick Lott. At that point, he was just Nick. He was just Nick. And then episode two, and then episode three, and when we've gotten so far, we have another good friend who actually is trying to, he's had no beer, and he's in Z Hills. We have another <laughs> friend who's trying something new, Ben. Yeah. Uh, I think Tiff got really tickled when I call him Little Ben from the Tunnel. Is that, <laughs> that the way I call him? Uh, what's Ben's last name? Uh, you know, I never know how to pronounce it. It's Ben Armanderas. Yeah, that's why I asked because I can barely remember what it looked like. It was too much for me. Yeah, it's a it's a big name. So <laughs> he's doing something similar, man. Yeah, he's starting a podcast for MMA. MMA Canvas Conversations, if I remember right. Yeah. So uh, a props to Ben for for doing that same thing, chasing the dream. Um, I'm a super. Most of my podcast consumption is MMA. So Ben, I will be checking you out. I will be listening to you. Um, I really think it's neat that he's chasing that same dream. And uh, will you see him in the next seven days? I will. Um, mention this to him. I mentioned we've talked, but uh, tell him that him and I, and then I'll, I'll reach out to him myself. We need to hook up. Um, a, I'm interested in what he's doing, and after he's had a couple episodes in the can, I would love to sit here and compare stories to mm-hmm. what we're doing because I bet you we can learn a lot together. You know, we're both super new at this. You saying something, Nick? Oh, at the very least, I could kiss him on the mouth. He'd probably enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he, he mentioned something to me about uh, being present to interview some uh, some fighters. Yeah. But I don't know if that is in the same. Uh, I believe it's podcast the same thing. capacity, or if he's just trying to. Because I understood that he wanted me to just shoot it, put it all together as a video that was going to go somewhere. Mm. But uh, I guess you could do. Could you do a podcast that way? Upload a video as a podcast? Sure. So right now, this is actually not just going on Facebook Live. I'm actually recording video. So that that computer, computer to your left, is recording. So when we're done, I actually have this all recorded. We don't have to be broadcasting right now at all. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But it just seems, uh, I mean, when I think podcasts, I think live conversation and not, uh, I, I guess. Think, I think with his, he's planning on recording it. And then upload. Yeah, there are more produced ones yeah. out there. That's just not uh, that's not much of what I listen yeah. to. Unfortunately, a large number of podcasts I've listened to recently are produced. They're edited, they're recorded, and you can see where they've spliced in and out. Which there's zero wrong with it. It's the package they're trying to produce. It's just not the style I like. Um, but learning to uh, learning about podcast hosting, learning about the equipment, it, it's learning the equipment, the technical side was a challenge. I can only imagine. Um, learning how to set everything up right was a challenge. Um, learning about the computer side of it as far as webcast host and the different versions and options available. Uh, learning how to be a better host. The, these are all things that, that I've been listening to, and those are the very produced canned versions. Um, and Nick, by the way, I finally figured out how to make my wireless mic work on my iPhone for the 
uh, wireless mic things. I had to buy two new adapters. What what are they? Um, one is a full USB 3.0, just a regular USB adapter. Yeah. That has a mic uh, headphone in and mic mic in and headphone out. Like oh okay, so it plugs into the lightning thing and gives you well, gives you those options. Well, it's standard USB. So then yeah. I got to get a lightning dongle that goes to standard oh, okay. USB. Okay, all right, got you. And the new iPhones don't. Uh, there's an e- impedance issue, not an impotence issue. You know what I'm saying? There's an impedance issue where there's not enough power supplied from the wireless mic packs for the phone to recognize it's hearing something, so it doesn't turn on the external mic. It only uses the internal mic. Gotcha. That makes sense. So um, I actually have both those pieces here. So anything I do with the drop zone from now on, we actually have the audio proper. It's dude, I watched. 10-minute video on how to make this work, and thank God there's these nerds out there trying this, man. Um, Aren't YouTube tutorials just the best thing ever? So amazing. You can find one for anything. Anything. And you can know how to do it. Like, I had a 96 Mustang I was working on. I'd done what I had done before, and I still like, well, let me watch a video of somebody doing it. Oh, that's a better trick. That's a, I'm right now learning to rebuild carburetors based off of YouTube. So, yeah. Are, you're not a car guy either? Not really, no. I, See, I, I never got into cars. Like, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, I don't know what it is that's missing. I just don't, like... I the male chromosome. <laughs> oh, that's probably what it is. <laughs> no, dude, it's Doug and I sat in my garage the other day for six hours. Now, in six hours, we probably worked four, maybe three and a half. Very leisurely paced. You sit back, you have a drink, you have a good time. You hang out with your buddy, and you work on the car. And then when you get done, you take it for a cruise, and you know it runs better because of you. The problems you fixed and the things you did. And, and really think about how compl- complex a machine a car can be. And then you made this thing run better. You made this thing work better. I mean, I definitely enjoy fixing things and improving things. But to me, it's just like I, I can look at a nice car and appreciate it for what it is. But when that car drives off, like I... You okay. asked me the next day what the car was. Oh, it was uh, it was black. I remember that. <laughs> it was I don't shiny. know. Yeah, it sounded cool. It went fast. Yeah. But it's just not anything that uh, it just doesn't keep my, my attention. I hate getting my hands dirty. Yeah. I hate grease. See, I love being dirty. Wear I love gloves. being sweaty. I love all that stuff. It still gets on your arms. Wear gloves. Wear really long gloves. The kind you use, you know, when you're milking a cow. Never milked a cow. Okay, I don't know either, man. <laughs> that's that's on your list of things to do on your trip now. Yes, stop at a dairy farm, milk a cow. Yeah, it's uh, so like new cars, man. I open up the, the hood of a new car and there's a big black piece of plastic over it that says "Do not touch anything underneath this black piece of plastic." Uh, my '96 was fairly advanced compared to old cars, and working on it was very complicated and and very in like to change a spark plug, I had to remove three different parts just to get to a spark plug. But the old cars, the 60s, I love 50-style pickup trucks. I love 60-style cars. Now, there's other things I like, but those for cars, the 60s, for trucks, the 50s. Dude, when we're done, go look under the hood of that thing. You can learn to work on this car. It's not very complicated. You have to learn what each part is, but it's not that hard. See, just owning a Jeep, I've had to learn so much. Yeah. Because Jeeps, I mean, they're known to break down all the time. Only if you use them right. Well, I mean, I, d- I don't use Jeeps, right? I, I've got stuck, stuff like that. But, you know. It would be, means you're not driving on the freeway everywhere you go. Right. That means you're using it right. Okay. Okay. You're beating it up. Yeah. 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 If you're getting it stuck, you're using it right. Yeah. So uh, I've had to learn how to change belts and spark plugs and all kinds of things that I never thought I'd ever learn. And it, it was something cool about it, but it's not something I enjoy. Yeah, Jay brings up a good point. If we were talking about vans, Nick would have a complete, complete full-on... Hey, you guys want to talk about my van? You guys want to go check it out? I got a puppy and some candy back there. Do you really have No, I wish, but I'm going to get a kidnapping kit that's going to live in the van at all times. 
Tiffany's face just lit up when you said there's a puppy back there. There's so. not actually a puppy. I'm sorry. I, and I do love puppies and abducting children. So <laughs> I know you want the van to be dis- nondescript, very, very plain. We should wrap that thing one day for like a while. That would be so cool. What to kind of a wrap? What's it going to look like? A free dude, candy. Well, yeah, free just candy. Just free candy. Oh, what, can we wrap and make it look like an ice cream truck? I yes. would do that. Dude, that would be cool. <laughs> I would even drive it around and sell ice cream. That's dude. what I would do. But yeah, that that would be a lot of fun. I don't know, man. We, we could just make a wrap out of it. I just don't know if I'd buy the wrap for you or not. Uh, well, you want to go half on it? I would have to see how much a wrap is first. I'll well, throw, I'll I throw mean, it on a dollar. Okay. Well, how awful of a, I mean, I'm sure if you're going to pay for even a part of this wrap, you're going to want it to be something terrible. No, actually, I want it to be cool. I want you to enjoy it because if you enjoy it, you'll carry it more. So, uh, we should do. We should crowdsource this. Go fund me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do go fund me. Make my van awesome for a week with his rap. No, I'd rock it for a while. It was something cool. Whatever. Uh, somebody started to go fund me for Nick Lott's van wrap. I, I, I'd love go, to see go that, do that happen. Yeah, nobody's gonna be crazy enough no. to try that, <laughs> Mr. P. Rap. Um, <laughs> Jay, I gotta send you a file. By the way, uh, J. V. Nandal, I have something that you need to see. That's um, not see, ambiguous. But the reason that I like the van, in defense of my van love, is it's just it's functional. I can put stuff in there. It's like I don't care about how it runs. I don't care about the engine. I don't care about the noise it makes. I don't care about the color it is. It just is so functional. And the A team had a van. That's all you need to know. Well, I pity the fool that doesn't have a van because I love mine. Dad had back, gosh, I was what, maybe uh, kindergarten, first grade. Dad had one of those old A-team style size vans and I get cargo vans, whatever. But it was fully custom interior, so it was a camper that back would lay into a bed. That was Dad's like, you know, shag and wagon. I'm married. I don't know what that <laughs> word is. <laughs> shag and wagon, except for he was married. I, I don't know what he ever did with it, but that was a cool van. Dad was into cars, and I think that's what got me into it. Um, when I was in fourth grade, he bought a car, and to this day, I never can remember what it is because it was chopped. The roof was chopped, the suspension was done, the body was shaved, everything was redone, and it was redone as a race car and was raced on an amateur circuit at some point. The, uh, no joke, not, not kidding at all, the brake lights were the shape of the number one with you know with the base and everything, mm-hmm. and so the brake lights were a number one, um, and... We had a 1969 Dodge Travco motorhome, 27-foot motorhome that he got was completely trashed out, and we rebuilt it together. He, a buddy had a water truck place. He had the engines we needed. Dad swapped the engine out. He goes, gave my dad a sweet deal on the engine, uh, took our engine and trade because he rebuilt them for his water trucks, and Dad and I worked on this together. <laughs> so I think for me, it's it's as fun as it is, it's just something I got from my father, and the ability to tinker is fun. See, I think uh, the opposite happened to me. Growing up, my father working on vehicles was a, not a pleasant experience. Uh, I was very angry, very, very yelly. And uh, so I think that's where my dislike for it stems. Yeah. My father never cussed as a kid, except for when we were working as mechanics. And everybody who slipped on a nut or a wrench understands mechanic <laughs> verbiage. It, it just works out there. You have something, Nick? Oh, no. I was, uh, <laughs> I heard myself breathing into the microphone, so I was just <laughs> taking a break. Okay, I didn't know if you. That's you. You told me that after one of the episodes because no, I hear you breathing sometimes too, and I look over like you're <laughs> like, bro, don't you hear what's going on? And I know then I realize you don't have headphones on and you don't hear it. But then by the time I would even think to say something about it, you've already moved on. Because I actually get to the point where I rest my face. <laughs> like, <close> this <laughs> like I don't know if you've noticed, but is it hard? To, do, you, do you see my mouth at all when I'm talking over here with the pop filter? No, all I see is your. I see your eyes. 
It's like you have a mask on and you're not talking. So is it is it weird to hear my voice and not see my mouth move? It's like Darth Vader. Yeah, it's oh. weird. And then like when I couldn't see Tiff earlier, so I I, brown, I scanned down to this monitor. And actually, one of my goals is I want to put a monitor right down there. So That'd be really you good. You can see it as well. I, you like? Would you? Would that help you as that well? That would help out because I'd probably just wind up staring at myself. Yeah. Though. So here's the weird part though is it's in a delay. Everything we're watching is behind time. Everything oh wow! Watch, I see that. Yeah. So. It works just a little bit weird, but I can also just, um, what's that called? Duplicate that monitor so we can see the see live real stream. time. Yeah. But when Tiff was talking, I was actually watching this, and it was weird because I'm hearing her voice, but her mouth is moving at a different time. So she's in a bad <laughs> kung fu movie. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s all over again. Yeah. So it, it works out really weird, man. Does this turn? Yeah, 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 yeah. That turns very, very far. It's fully articulated. Hey, you can see you guys over there now. Yeah. yeah. So now you just can't see you anymore. I forgot my makeup today. You forgot your makeup. So I'm looking at this. When you have it going on, do you normally have your uh, load screen blocked with the Facebook screen that's on the left? Um, I don't care. I'm just curious. Not always. I mean, the this actually, when I was messing around, was closing this window, and I had to reopen. Like, I had, had to find the video and reopen it. Like, it wasn't showing me this live feed. Okay. So I just left it there and moved it out of my way. Okay. Because I, I, I can still tell what's loaded on that uh, on that next screen. Sure. And I and I don't mind. I'm just curious. You you do a great job of it. I just I, I, I don't know. One of these times we're actually gonna have you over here, which is gonna be really weird because I'm gonna actually have to set your station Ugh, up. Oh, I'm gonna hate that so much. Oh, dude. You'll be fine. I, at it. See, I interview a lot of people for video projects, right? And yeah. my favorite thing to do when I do one of those interviews is cut out all of my talking. Because I don't wanna hear me any more than is necessary. Oh, no. I'm knocking over water, and you're breaking my monitor stand. Hey, I fixed it. It looks beautiful. Now, how do you look on the camera, though? You have to re-aim you. Oh, God, I look beautiful. I look I look sexy. Ooh. I look good. Hey, world. Hey, world. What's going on out there? <laughs> Make love to the camera. Hold now. on. How many? That's all six of you. All six of you. Mm. I say it's Glad we're having like our Bane moment together. Not Darth Vader. More like Bane? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shay says that. Um, th that's the weird thing I've noticed is after the fact, we're still getting a lot of views and a lot of clicks. I know a lot of people are asking for uploads to the podcast. Um, the first few episodes, we would stick close to the 30 number regularly live, and now we're sticking closer to the 10 number uh, live. But back to a lot of people are asking, so just a quick heads up. I, I, we started this show. We started this episode with Monty. I actually don't know if I think I told you that his name now. Monty's the uh, logo for Gravity Lab Radio. Oh, Monty's his name. Mm. Yeah, I, That's I, the guy. I don't know why I picked Monty. Like Adam Buckner worked on that for me, and I just decided Monty sounded like a really good name. I like Monty. Yeah, is yeah. it short for anything? Um, is he Montague? Monty Montgomery. Montgomery Montgomery is a character from Back to Lomity Snickets and Unfortunate <laughs> Events, uh, and I just watched it. And I've always liked the name Monty, for no shortness of it. But Montgomery Montgomery was the most recent character I heard with the name Monty. So Does he have a pet snake? A, uh, a python, perhaps? You watch this show. No. Seriously. No, I was just making a Monty Python joke. Um, so Monty Montgomery, Monty Monty, or Montgomery Montgomery is these kids' yeah. uncle or some type, yeah? And yeah, no, he's into reptiles, and he has all sorts of reptiles, including snakes. You, you watch the show. I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, I've seen like three episodes. I've so. seen like the first episode and like a little bit. I think of the second. Yeah, the third one is where Monty Montgomery was in. So if you saw the, the uh, top farm, yeah, yeah, you saw that one. Okay, um, it's my dude. Um, so anyways, I uh, 
we're uploading a podcast, so the first thing I need when it comes to podcasts, not the first thing, but something that they highly recommend and is super smart to me is having a logo because you know when you when you download any podcast it shows the logo on the screen of, of what the podcast is or when you're searching it so i needed some type of logo and that's i got adam buckner to do that and then voiceovers you and i got to hear the first or intro music so we've got intro music and braden smith is the man braden smith is also storing his truck in my garage in the other house you know the house oh the yeah, that, yeah the rental property i think i heard you mention that before so uh braden i'm don't know if he realizes this. My plan is when he's done with this is actually saying, hey, man, I'm going to cover you for a couple months on garage rental. Um, dude, he's totally hooking us up. He's taking care of us. So I'm, I'm going to cover that for him. And hopefully he that, that works for him. If you'd rather have money, I'll, I'll deal with that. But um, hopefully that'll work out. Uh, Braden, hopefully. I actually thought Braden was going to have us of music by today. I was hoping to lead in today with that. Yeah, I think he gets pretty busy out there. Dude, they... I mean, they their pace is pretty busy. And then I think when he has his days off, he... He likes to relax. And whatever. Yeah, and I don't blame him one bit, man. He's doing us a favor. But once I get the the video or the the audio from what's his name again, Braden, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm gonna go back and take all of these audio files, put the intro in, and then normalize them all to the same level. And then I can upload them all as podcasts. Uh, Podbean is is a host for that, and then I'll uh, source Google Play or feed Google Play. Uh, what's what's the one? This phone uses? Uh, the I- iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Uh, I App Store, whatever they call it. Um, uh, also, uh, Kyle Henderson will be working on our website as soon as he gets the rest of the artwork from me. Um, so they'll also be available to download on the internet on your computer. So those who are, uh, there's a lot of people asking me, can they download this podcast? It is coming. And I actually think we might have them uploaded by the end of this week. Because I have everything ready. All I got to do is tag the video or the uh, audio in the beginning. Or, or the intro in the beginning. We're good to go. Nice. So I have a question for you about a podcast you want doing as a hobby. Do you make money off of these? Like, I obviously not make money right now, but like, dude, I made a dime off of this. Yeah, no, I'm not asking. Yeah, like, yeah. Like how in the how much money have you spent yeah. making this thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, but like seven hundred dollars. But like in <laughs> the future, no. In the it's future, can you make money off these things? So yeah. Um, first of all, we have to get a large viewership. Yeah, yeah. And then you get advertisers. And quite frankly, my goal is is to just have fun with this. It, it's as long as the people sitting in this room are enjoying themselves and enjoying that's the experience, that that's all that matters. If nobody else listens to it, I, I don't care as much, but I really would like to see that because it means we're doing more. And as we get a larger viewer base, then we can approach advertisers. And my goal is to get large enough of a viewer base to approach some form of advertiser who will pay the expenses of the show. Yeah. Because if I could have the expenses of the show paid, I would be happy. Anything above and beyond that would reimburse me on the money on, on what I, I've spent, and then after that, if Nick and I can make a couple of dollars on the side, would you take that, Nick? I don't need your money, all right. It's not my <laughs> money; it's somebody else's. Oh money. yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so it, it's 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 a um, goal. Yes, we can. I don't see the chance of picking up advertisers for years. I don't. If, if it's a long, yeah, it's a yeah. long journey. It's just a fun thing to. Like oh, for definitely. Me it's just a fun yeah. thing. It's like yeah, let's hang out once a week. Talk to Talk. one of our buddies. Yeah, that reminds me. Once a week, uh, I'm out of guests. I actually you're I, out of guests. I'm not. That's not, why I'm here. Not out of <laughs> options. Um, so I was planning two ahead, and that was it. And you fell into my lap. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you you and I started a conversation on yeah. Facebook. So I planned three weeks ahead, and it got me ahead. So I'm like, well, I need to chill and wait a little bit before I book the next people. And I chilled, way too much. So. 
Um, we need to sit down and kind of look at who we want to sit down with next. All right. And, and who we want to talk to next. And if any of our friends out there in, in Face Space Land or Podcast World or whatever have any requests, please send them to us. We're not always going to get everybody in that you request because most of them won't want to sit with us. Uh, but but let us know. We'll definitely uh, check it out. Who do you think we should talk to? Tell you right now, you know I want to talk to Ben at some point. MMA? Uh, MMA, Ben. Um, I mean, yeah. I think that'd be a good addition just to get that because you both love MMA so much and just yeah, that'd be a good conversation. And him being able to talk about his podcast, what what made him start it, I think that'd be a yeah. fantastic one. And to learn each other's experience. Because yeah. he, he's, he's going to learn some tricks that I don't know and vice versa. Jason Frank is on my list. Jason Frank and I have actually spoke a few times about doing this. And I actually wanted to get a little bit more polished with our product before I have Jason Frank on. Um, a little more prestige for me to have a guy of his stature on, although he just sees himself he's as a regular he's dude. He's just a regular guy. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's a super awesome dude. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, super awesome. He's super nice, but he's yeah. just human at the end of the day, though. But that's the way he behaves. Yeah. He acts and he yeah. thinks. But how many friends do you have who've said, you know Jason Frank? Oh. They freak out. You know, that's the funny thing. When uh, Jason and I, I first met him, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I know Jason. And then as with him and I became personal friends, I never, I don't tell anybody I know Jason. I honestly feel bad for the dude. Like, yeah, same Especially here. when he's at the drop zone and yeah. there are people, like even staff members being like, hey, you oh, see that guy in there? That's a green Power Ranger. It's like, yeah. man, he's got to do that all, all day. All day. He's, yeah. he's here hanging out, enjoying himself. God, just let, let the dude have a day off. Yeah. Like, what if everywhere you went, like, like hey, that's Nick Lott. Yeah, I yeah. mean, what if everywhere I went, I had to have my same work spiel with strangers? I mean, that's uh, anyone who knows me well knows that talking about tattoos is one of my least favorite things <laughs> in the world. Because don't don't do it. I saw the look <laughs> on your face. Don't do it. But uh, but that's for that very same reason of like any stranger has an open invitation to start this conversation that I I'm just tired of having the conversation. Yeah, but then so, he's got to work. Like, that's his brand. Him, yeah, that's him. That's, that's yeah, that's his. That's his. Uh, yeah. uh, so if he goes off on one person. Yeah, really. But so many people in his position do. Oh, yeah. The majority, and, and I've told Jason this, and I mean this with no offense and no disregard to him, but he very well could be. And most people who were in his situation are washed up, nobody has been. And I really believe he's not because of the way he treats people. The way he treats people. Yeah, he's, he's a super friendly guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never really, I can't think of a single time I've heard him say a bad thing about anybody. I've heard him talk about having his feelings hurt, mm-hmm. yeah. but I've never heard him say any anything bad about about anybody. Yeah, and if you ever meet Jason Frank, please introduce yourself or introduce or meet him by your Jason Frank because I don't know if you've ever seen somebody run up to him like, "Oh my you're, God, you're the Green Power, you're Ranger. Tommy Oliver, or you're the Green Power yeah. Ranger," and his answer is, "I'm the actor who played." The Green Power Ranger, my name is Jason David Frank. And he's very polite and he's very, very nice to him. But because you know him, you can see the like, he, you know, I, I, I am not a skydiver. I am not this. I am not that. I am DJ Marvin. I am, I'm, I'm Jason Frank. And back to the guy could be a total tool douchebag. He really is in that position. He could be. He could be. Nicest guy in the world. I mean, giving. And that's one of the reasons I want to have him. Uh, somebody mentioned Stephen Boyd, and Stephen Boyd, for the same reason, actually, I want to have Stephen on, is how many people, you, you know Stephen Boyd oh well yeah, enough, yeah. how many people do you know who have as genuine an interest in others as Stephen does? Not many. Yeah. Not many. It, it's rare, and uh, you know we talked about it in your, in your episode, he's, because of his interest, has brought you the ability to do all these really cool videos. 
And the late, did you see his latest video? By the way, I didn't. I missed it. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. It's uh, if I said a gender reveal, would you know what that meant? Yes. So he pulled pr- his pants down in public. So <laughs> this, this is really funny. Uh, Dan Lane, not to throw Dan Lane under the bus, but Dan Lane didn't know what a gender reveal was, and he understood it as this guy is going to come out of the closet on this skydive, like that. This dude is going to be like, "I'm a, I'm really a woman," <laughs> like that. That's so. So that's why I've been asking, like, do you know what a gender reveal is when I tell people about it? But so it's this couple, uh, they're <laughs> they're pregnant with their third baby. The last kid, they had a gender reveal by baking a cake, and then it was covered in frosting. They sliced into the cake, and then that color. Re- revealed to them they they didn't know someone else had baked the cake for them right so similar situation they came out to the drop zone they handed us a sealed envelope from the doctor says uh it said it's a girl so you know we took it into the video and we looked at it and i had ordered smoke uh in both blue, and, blue. and it's it's red smoke but it, it looks way more pink in the sky anyway and then uh so we jump out tommy came up holds the smoke and holds this pink smoke in front of his face and he loses his mind and the 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 uh, mom's on the ground, and the, her and the kids see the smoke, and they've all bet on what gender they think it's going to be. And one of my favorite parts of the video is the little boy, the, their yeah. son, his reaction. He is so crushed, dude. He is so he bummed. He basically He's so started sad. crying. He did start crying. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't, I was in the sky when this happened, but I heard that they, that he was cheered up because they promised him that they were going to take him uh, to Toys R Us and get him a new toy. <laughs> dude, that bribe works on me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, Toys R Us isn't necessarily the store, but, you know, hey, honey, let's go to Bass Pro Shop and buy some ammo. Is that oh, okay, better? I'm better now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, honey, I, let's go buy a couple mic stands and new microphones, which, dude, this is an expensive oh. hobby. I should yeah. start writing. You got to buy ink and paper. <laughs> <laughs> Those notebooks add up. Uh, dude, but I get hand cramps, so I don't think I could do that. But we were talking about Steven, and I do owe Steven a whole lot. Yeah. it's th- Those are some people we want to have on. Hank, dude. How much do you know about Hank? I don't know a ton about his background. I mean, I know I know about uh, he spent some time in Lodi, which I was surprised to know that him and MX were buddies and started jumping at the same time. And I think I want to say Big Bear is where he spent Tahoe. Some, Tahoe, that's right. And that whole Tahoe crowd. So you get Shane McConkey and his stories of yeah, Shane. Yeah, yeah, and really bizarre to me. The vo- the whole that whole crowd, and he goes back with like. Him and I went out to play golf one day with Miles Dasher, and he he doesn't know Miles Dasher. He's good friends. He's homies with Miles, and all the stories of Hank's history. Hank was a gymnast. That's very bizarre to me. Yeah, ask the boy to show you a backbend and arch, and it, it, he's built to go fast. And yeah. then the dude can arch like an eighteen-year-old girl. I mean, he folds himself in half. Hank has so many interesting stories. So he's definitely somebody that that I want to have on. Um, it, it's it's been fun having you here. It's been fun catching up, man. You've got two books in the pipe. Mm-hmm. Or here's a who. Horton here's a who. That's uh, <laughs> Roger the <laughs> elephant. Get it straight. Anonymous elephant. An- Roger. Roger, but anonymous <laughs> elephant because we have the title. Uh, the eight, and then of course uh, black dragon. Black dragon. As I say, black heart, but that wasn't black dragon. What's next beyond those? It's a good question. Don't know um, yet. Don't know yet. I have some things thinking about, but it's just a matter of what comes to me, like what inspiration brings. And Have you been reading a lot lately? Yeah. Yeah, I just actually finished uh, reading the Red Rising series by Pyrrhus Brown, and I just finished that series. Again, it's a three-book series. It's really good. It's a Shogun. interesting read. What? Shogun. Shogun? It's, dude, epic novel. 
You know what I mean by yeah, epic yeah, novel? Epic, yeah. Yeah, it's truly an epic novel. And James Clavell, which growing up in Japan, being part Japanese, like it was not not a joke growing up in Japan, attending an American Department of Defense school in Japan. It was required reading the book Shogun, like a thousand page novel. For real? Yeah. Um, I'll have to go read it. So you had a really long time. But if you like that feudal era of Japan and yeah. that, that idea, it's super interesting. And there, there is a movie eventually written about it. How? So listening to podcasts now... I, I listen to podcasts and I actually get lost. I don't hear the content. I hear the technical layout, how they're composing conversation. Then I have to go back and re-listen. Mm-hmm. How's that work with you in books? Same thing. Like yeah. sometimes I'll be reading and I'll just get lost in the technicalness of it and be like not in the story. And so I have to like stop reading and go back and read it again just to get lost in the story again. And uh, just depends on the writer, really. Like a, a really good writer will make you get lost no matter what. Yeah. Uh, you'll just be lost in the story, not thinking about the technical technicalities of, you know, how it should be written or if you did it right, you'll just be lost in the story. And uh, some books that just take take you away that way, though. So besides Larry Flint and Hugh Hefner, who's your favorite author? Mark Twain. Mark Twain. Um, I say I have some Mark Twain around here on one of these bookshelves somewhere. I think they're probably. Crap, that book. I have that no book. clue, man. Might be in that foot, little footlocker's out of here. I have a lot of books in a foot lo- footlocker because I don't have enough bookshelf space. So I have an old Army military footlocker. Are they mostly uh, coloring color books? Yeah, they are coloring books. Um, <laughs> no, look, right there. Uh, the la- uh, Landscape planning, land use law, the economics of cities, the ecology of Just place. good light reading. Good light cities reading. That's smart. Valerie is an urban planner by, okay. by master's okay. degree, and she works in city government. So those books are hers. Waste management. There, we that's have some yours. Really waste. No, that's yes. <laughs> I am that sounds like the the title of a good weight loss book. <laughs> waste management. Waste management. Waste management. Like managing your waistline. <laughs> waste management. Dude, if you ever want to know about wastewater treatment plants, go ask Valerie. And here's the best part: she loves telling you all about wastewater uh, treatment. Dude, my my uncle worked at a wastewater treatment plant when we were kids, and we always said that he worked at the poop plant. Yeah, Valerie gets into like you ask her about wastewater treatment plant. So there's a do they do this or she, but she just gets job. into it. Yeah, and she and she loves that that idea of planning and working in cities. Man, um, it's nine what, what thirty four. And one thing that we we've always done is we we really don't have any time limits. And I, I do want to to keep moving, but I will tell you I have to be done by ten o'clock tonight because I have a gaming appointment. Um, <laughs> A group of us are getting together for, for a raid. Hopefully, they haven't fallen apart. <laughs> getting together yeah, for, for a raid. raid. Yeah. Like, it's a serious thing. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. Dude, this is very again. serious. They re-released Vault of Glass. There's some yeah, weapons. I don't know what that means. And I, here, I can't tell you how little I care. Dude, I care. <laughs> so there are some nerds all over the United States all waiting for each other to get online. Um, so at some point, we need to wrap up. But what would you want people to know about you as an author? That's a good question. Um, never really thought about that. What would I want people to know about me as an author? Kind of like, you know, Jason like, Frank wants people to know who he yeah. is. Um, just that I'm me. No. Uh, just, I, that's a really good question. I never even thought about what I want people to know about me. I guess just what I, just follow your, follow your dreams. Like, uh, I've had so many different dreams, and uh, it's never too late to change. And just Hell yeah. keep going. Whatever you think you want, just go. You know, I think about it for me is people, is, is skydivers, Nick, you might hear it a lot. I know people ask me nonstop about the skydiving aspects of my life. New jumpers, that's what they want to know about. Um, I, I wish people 
would ask more about me and who I am and what I do. And and that being said, all I did was mainly ask about your writing. So, you know, I didn't ask about you at all. Great. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> um, I've gotten to know you well over the years. But oh, yeah. I like people to get to know you a little bit better, man. Uh, I really appreciate your time tonight. Man, it's a pleasure being on here. Tiffany, I hope you weren't too bored sitting out in the corner. She's got her iPad <laughs> over there playing Candy Crush probably. Crazy birds. She's probably editing. That girl keeps writing like no matter what i, I told you books. i told you um she is always going i don't know how she does it like i'll like <laughs> write like a page or two and be like oh, i'm exhausted and she'll be like like just goes and goes and goes and goes I don't, she can't stop her mind so since she can't stop it she just lets it roll yes yeah it's it's the same way i get when those things come. it's so weird seeing everything on a lag and a delay over here <laughs> i've got to put I've got are to you stuck in the matrix I know kung fu. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, next Show time. me. Please do kung fu right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Last time I tried to do kung fu, somebody dislocated my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I've heard that story. Speaking that of story. Jason David Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your in a wingsuit? I, I guess it only took one guy to start the fight and another guy to finish <laughs> it, huh? Um, Dude, him in a wingsuit and the floor, dude. That shoulder. That shoulder still... Actually, doesn't bother me nearly as much as my good shoulder does now. So, it's so same, he did you a favor. Boat. That's what you're saying. Yeah, dude. You know, I, I, have you ever had like a major injury? Uh, nothing crazy. No, yeah. broken a couple bones, tore a hamstring, shoulder surgery. Yeah, and yeah. now where are you at? Shoulder is better than my other shoulder. Yeah, dude. Because you a they repair it so that it's got stronger, and b you do so much rehab. And my physical therapist made sure I rehab both shoulders. Like once this got to a point, you like, she said okay. now work on the other one and keep them balanced. It's still this my, my my good shoulder is the one that bothers me more than my bad shoulder. Completely, I definitely ha- have the other issues, man. Um, hopefully next time you guys see this, hopefully next time you guys join us, we will have a, uh, our intro music done. Uh, Braden uh, Smith, I was gonna call him Braden Duffin. Braden Smith will have that done. Um, Can we call him Big Smitty? Big Smitty, yeah. Big Smitty will have it done. Dude, I'm down with Big Smitty, dude. Word. You know, I want one day. I want Big Smitty to uh, mix another rap. You've heard his one rap song. Yeah, I think he made another one about uh, the crew in uh, Saipan. Dude, we need to get Big Smitty uh, cut, man. We, we we need to get him out on a label. Dude, we, we, we just need to have him come here and do a live performance. Dude, I'll beatbox. Uh, he can rap. I taught the guy how to make it rain. He did not know how to. You taught Braden how to make yeah, it rain? He didn't know how to make it rain? He didn't know how to make it rain. We were what? in Austin. He was shooting a video, and they were trying to make shoot something for Costco. And he's like, trying to do it. I'm like, no, no, dude. Oh, I dude, had to, yeah. I, I shot to, that video. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. that. So we did a bunch of stuff in that video that I was sure the corporate guys were going to tell us like that we were no. not allowed to do. And... Uh, one of them was in the conference room making it rain because we were talking about making the in the video. It's talking about making commission from making yeah. sales at Costco, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's it, the line's like something something make a, a few extra dollars, and he just throws up this pile of cash in the air while like he's staring into the camera, throws up this pile of money. And I thought for sure gonna be. they were going to be like, no, you guys like this is serious. You guys can't do that just because that's the I fly corporate culture. Yeah. They don't joke about anything, but yeah, they loved it. And like there's another time where like he turns to the camera and like shoots his guns and, and they kept I, it. Yeah, and I added the gun sound effect. And they they didn't say anything to that. And there, there's another part where uh he's he's talking about like the when you're talking to someone in Costco talk, telling them about, you know, it's more than just 2 minutes of flight, it includes the gear and includes this and blah blah blah. So you're you're building that value. And so all of the all the gear is laid out on the counter. We did, we shot this in Austin. So the gear is laid out on the counter and he's behind the counter. And so, and I'm filming the counter of all this stuff. And then he pops up from behind the counter, (laughs) looks the camera in the eyes and says, that's a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, we were being complete shitheads about it, like just just Making trying to make it silly. It. Yeah, and they loved it. And wow. I they gave me so many more video projects based wow. based on that video. Uh, I dude, I love the video work you do. Thank you. Most most of it has been a lot of it has been learned on the fly. Where sure. I'll, I'll do I'll have to learn something new for each each new thing that I do. But it's a lot of fun, man. I really like pointing that camera at stuff. Yeah. Do you that actually? Do you have tricks as an author? I mean, you've got limited experience. Do you have a, a bag of tricks that you're starting to find and say I can use that as I write? I mean, I think it just goes back to like the bag of tricks of just being relaxed, just honestly sitting there with a cigar. And just writing. That's my. That's really my bag of tricks. Because I could see in the video editing world, there's a bag of tricks that you you a want to be able to go to, but b you don't want to recycle too much. Yeah. And even here with some of the notes, I, I one thing you saw, I took notes on you before I sat with you, mm. and I have taken notes on some guests, and I haven't taken notes on other guests before I sat down and did this. And I actually sat down and took notes on you and, and wrote about you, and that's one of those tricks that I'm going to start going to is I need to sit down and do do research. You know. I, I lay in bed at night, <laughs> surfing your me. Facebook page. I sleep naked. Just throwing that out there. That sounds pretty on par. And uh, and I spent probably an hour, uh, two different nights, just doing. It took that long. Well, I would sit there and, and look at something, and I write things down. I would think about things that there. There's more just going on. I get sidetracked by Facebook message from something else, and um, and see, there's the gaming nerd group right there. Um, Say shut up, nerds. Shut we're doing up, nerds. we're doing grown up stuff, dude. No, <laughs> that is grown up stuff, dude. dude Come on. I, I think I heard DJ selling his uh, PlayStation Four. Anybody wants it? I heard he's giving it away. Is that not true? Oh, it was a raffle. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. No more video games. I think yeah. was his slogan. Yeah. As DJ <laughs> turns off the mic, turned his mic away, and he is done. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, that's just rude. And fuck you. You're, no, sp- you're cool. You're, you're cool, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're still sweet as hell, man. You got it going on. She reminds me a little bit facial structure of KDP. KDP. No, it's someone KDP you would know if she no. works at the drop. So yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I see. yeah. Like, not totally, but like, I could see a little bit of like, maybe they were cousins. Yeah, maybe. Dude, KDP's cool as heck, man. If you don't like KDP, just stop breathing. It's it's KDP is a really fun chick. She's cool to be around. You know her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see it? A little bit. Now that you yeah, say yeah. it, cousins, not not sisters, not twins, distant cousins. Cousin, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got a very similar look, a very similar facial structure. Um, yeah. So man, I, I all right, nerd, go play your stupid video. Go play your games. No, no, no. Go play your glass wall let's, or whatever. Let's it interrupt was. this adult conversation yeah. so you can go get on your nerd box. Go talk to I'm your nerd kidding. friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, thank you for being here, man. Uh, thank uh, for inviting Mr. P, invite. thank you for being here. What, what? Folks, thanks for joining us. Hopefully here in the near future, we will have all these uploaded to podcasts so you can listen to them on your iPhone, your Apple phone, your Windows phone, your Android. Well, your mobile know. phone. Mobile phone, yeah. All those cool things. Till then, I'm DJ. This is Greg Labs Radio. Blue skies. See you guys later. <laughs>